Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Jim. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, I'm actually fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually expect to be fine, but I am actually completely fine with all of this happening even. What? What's, what's happening? Oh, I don't know. It's just uh, like a global pandemic. Is something. it? Yeah, I have a fucking idea, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on, you know? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't affect your life that much, I mean. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't, to be honest. And I sh- you know what? I got a message from a friend of mine back in Ireland telling me, like, what are you doing, man? Why, why aren't you staying at home? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's all right. It's grand. Yeah, because, like, I'm one of these people who are still employed. Funnily enough, like, I have to do even less work than before, mm-hmm. which is, like, I didn't even think it would be possible because I do so little anyway. What does it do again? So like I'm an orderly pretty much. So I take care of uh, or I help out with handicapped keep, uh, kids. And I work at a place that's pretty much like um, it's like a dorm room. So you're looking after Dan Weinberg's then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's our toughest patient. <laughs> uh, but he hasn't missed his classes very much. So he's a good kid. Fair play to you, Dan. <laughs> but uh, as the place is closed right now, but I... I'm on government salary, so they still pay me even if I'm not there. Okay, and and the people who live in there are they still there? They're or? gone. They're gone. They're yeah. gone. They're gone. Yeah, back to wherever they live, Kapla oh. or whatever the fuck it was. That's interesting. Yeah, because we don't like in Ireland. We don't. Maybe we do that. I don't really know how we. Well, do it's things. like it's like really a school. Yeah. Not really a. But they live there, right? Yeah, they pretty much live there. Like okay. most, of, like most of the week, they're there. We try to make it so they go home during the weekends because during the weekends we just like to hang out and not work. Just lift the mic up a small bit there. A bit. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So it's better. Great. Yeah. Good, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Hey, it's my first time. <laughs> I sorry. Know, man. Yeah. I'll be gentle. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I am probably blushing right now. Am I? Oh yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. Because you're in my presence. Oh. You know. Oh. I'm just struck by your magnificence. <laughs> so how long have you been doing that job for? Uh, it's been actually, well, it was part of my substitution service, actually. Mm. Uh, although the job I did like during the service uh, was actually was actually like, a, it, was more, it was more difficult because it was like I actually had to do some things. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's a lot easier, but they do need the personnel. So I just pretty much like continued working there because it's such a great place to work at, uh, you know, uh, alongside with school. Is it a hard job? No, 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 no. No. No, 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 no. I don't really have to do that much any like in September we pretty much teach them how to clean, how to get home, how to come back yeah. to the place, how to like ride a bus. Mm-hmm. I've been to Bushy I'm like more times than I fucking ever want to Ooh, go there again. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> because like I have to pretty much every like every every customer, shall I say. I have to take them there, like show them the whole path there, like what, what bus you have to take. Sometimes I have to give them written notes. It depends. And if they get lost, I'm the guy who has to go help them out. Uh, but that also means that I have to do the same route with pretty much every client because they're all so different that I can't, you know, just teach the road to like one person the same way I teach it to another person. Okay. Well, I have a friend in Ireland, uh, shout out to my friend Kyle, who works with um, mentally disabled people. And... Uh, his jobs, it sounds tough because sometimes they can get aggressive and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, they know? tried to stab me once. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was oh. during my <laughs> it was during my substitution service. I actually laughed at like uh, the difference between like Geitzewege, the army, and uh, the substitution service. The only difference is that when you're attacked by like an autistic guy in the army, you at least have a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy came at you with a knife. Yes, and he's um, just to give uh, context to everyone. Why did he have a knife? Uh, he took it from the kitchen. 
Smart boy. Smart boy. And he's uh, two meters tall, weighs 130 kilograms. I would have no chance. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he was so focused, so determined. So I just locked myself in my office and like planned my escape route. Like, I'm going to go jump out of the window on this little roof. And, and was he like outside banging on the door or he something? He was outside, just uh, looking at me and just like rubbing the knife on his arm. Well, he could, you could see each other. I could, yeah, yeah. He was just looking at me, Fuck dead on. Let's eyes focused he was waiting for me to come out of my office so he could assault me what did you do so i just locked myself no but what did you do to trigger this person uh, i told him to clean his room <laughs> fucking jordan peterson pontificating arsehole clean wash your penis clean yeah, your room. Like, <laughs> man there's like weak old chicken in your cupboard throw that shit out I we, I, we've all been there man oh we all have been there but i mean you know, i never tried to stab anyone <laughs> so how, how did that resolve itself then uh it actually it, it, it all ended, ended calmly. I, uh, we called his parents and uh, his his mother called him and managed to calm him down. And it all ended pretty well. I mean, he did get like a slap on the wrist pretty much, but that was really it. He wasn't even like kicked out of the school or anything. He still goes there. And you think that job is easy, huh? Well, he's just one floor above from me, so I mean, yeah. he doesn't come to my floor. I don't, I'm not sure he knows it exists, actually. You, you don't pass each other in the hallways? No, 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 no. never, never. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, it was kind of an experience, but uh, what are you going to do? But is the, like, I, I assume the job is rewarding, right? Because you're helping people and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 all that good karma. Of course. Uh, it was really weird at first, actually. Because I, I, I'm this, I can't say, like, I'm a pretty privileged piece of shit, I would think. I you had the glasses for it, that's for sure. Well, I had the glasses for it. I went to, a, like, a downtown elite school where they teach me French. Mm-hmm. Like, I can quote Shakespeare Parlez-vous français? Bien sûr, monsieur. That's as far as I go, my friend. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did French for four years and I can't speak any of it. I did 11 years. And now I can't speak at all anymore. Or at least not as well, because I haven't been speaking the language. Yeah. So it's it goes away. But uh, it was just weird for me to see all these people, because like I haven't had any contact with them beforehand. I didn't even know that word existed. Like a lot of my friends got that same experience when they went to Kaitsevag and saw like, oh, this is the like the average Estonian. Okay, yeah. I've been lucky. Huh. Well, because like uh, I, I did often wonder, and this is going to sound horrible, but I, I thought it'd be good. I know. I just always wondered, like you don't see severely mentally handicapped people walking around the streets of Estonia. No, you don't. You do in Ireland very often. Uh, you don't in Estonia because... Like, for instance, the place they're at right and che- now. And trust me, I'm checking. I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the place they're at is like, it's located in Ostangu. So it's like pretty much like the suburb of Vaiko Isma. So if you know your talent, it's like really around the edges. So you're never going to go there. Way off in the west, right? Way off in the west. They I just hide them away pretty much between yeah. the tenement blocks. And they mostly spend They hide time. them away. That's That's what I wanted to ask you. Like, is this just a way to get rid of them? To keep them out of the public uh, life. Because you told me you're teaching them how to ride a bus and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? I am. But it, it's mostly just like the, so they can get out of Tallinn. So it's like only on some lines. And I mean, they do. Like the more capable ones, they do hang out. Like they go to shopping malls and all that. But the more uh, like severely disabled ones, they all their life, they're pretty much sitting inside, going to classes and then going to Grossipod. And that's it. That's My their man, life. Grossipod. Yeah. Like I actually, this, there's this one kid there who is, well, not a kid anymore. Like he's 30 years old or something. Mm-hmm. He's severely handicapped. And uh, he like, uh, they pretty much like give, they gave him some kind of a job at the, like the wood shop. But in reality, he really doesn't do that much because he's just not able to. And so I asked like, what's his story and what's, what's going to happen? And then uh, 
I got this really cheery, <laughs> upbeat uh, knowledge that he um, he uh, at one at, he still has a father who supports him. But if they stop paying, they're just gonna put him in a like a uh, a closed off government institution, and that's just gonna be his life. Fuck that's no. it. That's it. There's nothing to like more to expect. So that time, like him living in Astanga, that's the brightest moment of his life right now. That's that was difficult to take at first. But you do get used to these people because you just see them as like, oh, okay, so you have like a more like we're all special. You all, you have to approach like every person in a different way, I think, because like people get, I know, offended, insulted by so many different things. So it's you have to treat every person separately and they're just like they're more on the other like they're like more down the rabbit hole, but it's pretty much the same. You just gotta have to communicate a bit differently. But deep down, it's just a person. So, I wonder if I could get the guy who tried to stab you on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's very autistic, so he doesn't like. You'd have to move this setup to his room because oh, he doesn't Fuck. like. He doesn't like really love to move away. Uh, from okay, I'm not prepared to be at. stabbed for this podcast. I'll tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> I mean, whenever you're gonna run out of people, so. <laughs> and when when you're when you're. Is, is this your your job now, or is this something that you're working towards getting some sort of qualification for? No, 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 God, no, no. no? It's just uh, just for the time being, while I'm at the university. And do you need any like uh, qualifications to do this? Not really, no? no. Fucking hell, man. Well, it's it's a bit shady <clears throat> because um, I got my work card, and my work card says I am an employment specialist. And I'm what's a work card? Uh, pretty much like the card I have to bu- like um, show uh, to the administrator when I arrive, just, just to clock in my hours. Oh, right, okay, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it says, like, I'm an employment specialist. I have huh. no idea what it means. So I'm thinking what they probably did was that they officially registered me, like, under a different job that doesn't require a qualification. Aha. Yeah. So I'm not, like, officially not an orderly, you know, and, uh, like, the registry, I'm somewhere, someone else. But over there, they all know. <laughs> Throwing your employers under the bus on a podcast. Nice. I like it. Well, <laughs> We're yeah, off to I a mean, good start. <laughs> I mean, I love Machiavelli, so. Yeah. So I know you from comedy. Yes. That's how we first met. Yes, I remember it. It was Merko. Do you? You do? Oh, it was Merko after, uh, after a mic, and I was the only new guy, and it was all the old guys. So we got like pretty drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best way to ins- uh, inspire confidence is to drink like four rum and cokes, and then, go, then go on stage and blabber about for a while. Actually did okay. Still have the video of that. Don't want to watch it again. It's just oh, you have a video of your first show. Oh, yeah, shit, no, man. Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. It's, oh, it, that, wasn't actually, that wasn't actually my first show. My no. first show was near here in Kopeka, 14th of February, 2017. Really? Yes. I thought you were doing shows bef- long before we started No, 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 no. That was like, that was like uh, Kopeka was my first show. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's a good show to start off in. Good confidence booster. Uh, yes. I did actually did pretty okay. It was the same night Oleg started, actually. Yeah. Wow, I I thought you were around long, long, no, much no, longer no, than no, that. No, 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 no. I'm uh, I've been around for de- just as long as Oleg. Same night, same night. See, like Adri came on for the first time, I think. No, come on, you've been around seriously. Yes, yes, yes. Why my brain is fucked. 2017. Actually, I was surprised as well. But I, I. Uh, it feels uh, like you've been around longer. Uh, yeah, I do that to people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's actually because um, I have a tweet in my Twitter. That's like the same day I made a tweet that uh, I tried something new and yeah. uh, put a like a list of. Uh, People who were performing, and so I have that at least. Was that nice to you, Meku? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, Meku is uh, one of my <laughs> favorite places to do. Oh, well, well, this was New Meku too, wasn't it? New Meku, yes. Mm, but yeah. even New Meku, not like right now. It's uh, it's too nice of a place. <laughs> it's got like a proper stage. Real? Because yeah, I, I haven't been there in maybe uh, two years. They've switched it around a lot. Like, uh, do they have new? Do they have new toilets? 
Uh, I think they were renovating when <sighs> I last went. But My yeah, goodness. they're gonna have yeah. Because Muku, you fuck, we can tell stories about those toilets. Oh, man. I mean, even I remember those ones that were. And in that place, they were the fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like Mikael yeah. started off most of his sets like we were doing now comedy next to this toilet here. Yeah. <laughs> so is the stage, w- which part of the room is the stage? It? So um, um, beforehand, uh, and this, well, it's not like the old, old Mekko, but mm-hmm. the, let's say the old, new Mekko is, uh, uh, it was like um, in the back room. But now uh, it's so difficult to explain. But when you, in the old times, when you walked in, it was like across the room, pretty much the stage. Right, right up against the smoking. Yeah, area, now yeah. it's like you go in, you go in, and it's straight to the left. Well, There's right. a proper okay. stage. There's a proper stage over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so you, uh, is is it easier to get to? Because that was the one thing about Muku. If you're in the comedian area at Muku back then, and you wanted a drink, forget about it. You had to wade through an ocean of people. I was committed just to get to the bar. Well, hey, I usually. <laughs> Whenever I saw someone get up and go to the bar, I'm like, no, let me go on Hedy and I'll just move <laughs> people out, out of your way. <laughs> just use my body as I'm a fucking the, icebreaker. I'm the battering ram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. It was my favorite. It still is. But it, back then it was even, it was like completely my favorite show to do. And now it's too nice, you say? It's too nice. A bit, bit too nice. But the crowd's still the same. Yeah. So it's, it's good. I feel like Tartu is most like half of them are Nazis. Half of them are something else i'm not really sure what and half of them are nazis you say well actually you said it i listened to one podcast of yours did i say that yes you said half of tartu were nazis which podcast it was, was number two with caleb Bru- <laughs> did i say that yes you did <laughs> yes you did my friend well if i said it it has to be true right well, yeah, I mean, i'm <laughs> quoting a reliable source after all, like. yeah i mean i always got that vibe from from tartu anyway not like not like i mean uh, not hardcore nazis but yeah you'd always have a few skinners, a few heads walking around. People the place, who think you know? a bit differently. Yeah, and um, I it's mean, a like, weird city. It's such a big collection of of everything. Yes, you know. Uh, when I went to study history, I had like at least three or four people who were like part of the Ekre Youth Movement over there. One of them was leading it. Oh, so who is yeah. this guy? Is this the guy I know? The is no, no, no. You don't know. No, no. It's uh, actually the the person leading it is actually a girl. Really? Yes. Oh man, all the incels are vibrating out there listening to this. Oh, I have um, a chance. And of course, she's blonde and blue-eyed. Perfect. Of course, it has, to be, yeah. it has to be. Has to be. It's post, post, Poster child, pretty much. But who's the who's the current one? Is that the current one? A girl? Should be. Yeah, I'm not who's sure. Who's the guy that I know? Weird mustache. Oh, okay. I think it's um. What's he called? I think he's actually a member of the government now. Yeah, he is. He is. Oh, Ruben Gallup. Yeah, that fella. Yeah, he was actually part of my history course. Was he? Yes. He's an interesting guy. I'd like to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, he's one of those like online. Uh, he, I think he did a podcast with Richard Spencer or maybe it was one of the other right wing nut jobs. But yeah, Ruben, if you're listening, uh, come on, man, we'll chat. I actually had a pretty chat good about st- the white race, bro. Pretty good story <laughs> with him. He was uh, he was uh, at a lecture with uh, with another old friend of mine who is, by the way, Diagnosed as a psychopath, so <laughs> interesting. Like officially, fellow. officially, yeah. Who? Fuck no. Uh, he's also a member of uh, Ekra, actually. Oh, it's a great fit. It's a good, a good crowd. He's like this type of guy who thinks like the French Revolution went too far and is too modern and has changed the society too much. Like he likes the days before the revolution. He's that kind of a f- fellow. 
people who think like that, I can't take them seriously. It's just so weird. So anyway, uh, you don't really know what life was yes, like. Yes, of course <laughs> you don't. But you try to assume, and you try to, of course, assume you were part of the nobility, yeah. which is not fucking likely in Estonia. This here. is why sometimes reading books is not such a great idea. It's not. No. And uh, actually, I had this uh, moment where him and Karla were like try- had to pretty much like uh, say who they were and why they are studying history, and then they started to go on about how they have this heritage in their families and how like his grandfather was a very important historian and then I was in the back row and I just started slow clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the lecture hall joined in and it was fucking hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, I would seriously like to talk to, to, to someone I, from Ekra because... I'm surprised I haven't been shot actually. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You look like... You actually look visually very much like a fucking... A, like a... I was about to say a communist, but no, like a... <laughs> Like a young modern socialist, you know, you have yeah. that look about you. I actually was. You look like a rabble, like a, uh, an intellectual socialist rabble rouser, is what so, you look like. So, Tim, um, for context, actually, uh, up until the end of the ninth grade, I was like a hardcore conservative, actually. I thought Ekre, really? I was, I thought Ekre was too lenient. What age is ninth grade? Uh, so, it's like, um, what is it? Uh, let me think. 13, 14. It's like uh, 16, 15. Oh, man. Yeah, about then, yeah. Edgy 4chan generation. Uh, I know, actually, of it was just, I think it was because all the girls were socialists and then you have to oppose yourself to everyone else, like your parents. Like my parents. Would what? That's the opposite of what most people do. Most people, they virtue signal and pretend to be a no, socialist to get in the no, pants of the women. No, I was like, uh, my parents were also socialists. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be this hardcore conservative man. <laughs> you were like, girls have cooties. Ew. I'm a Nazi now. <laughs> yes, I, I, am, I am above you. <laughs> I never, ever, ever even gave a single thought to politics when I was that age. Oh, never. I, oh, I did a lot. Yeah. I, I know so many people who did and got really invested in it and joined youth organizations and stuff. I didn't <sighs> go that war- far. Like, I didn't actually do anything. <laughs> because that would have required, like, work and commitment and such. You just liked the words that were coming out of your mouth. You liked yes, hearing them, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like a sensible... Well, not a sensible, really, was it? It was, like, a solution to the problems of society. And then you start reading about, like, shit like planned economy and how it really works. And then you're like, oh, maybe this is not such a good idea. <laughs> but like you, you, like you said yourself, you're, you know, your family is not exactly a poor family, right? No, no. God no, not anymore. When, I, when we grew up, we used to be. Ah. And my mom got this good, good position in Finland. Thank you, Soma. <laughs> and now, uh, now it's a lot better. It's a lot easier. Yeah. So I have this experience that I grew up poor. Now I have money. So I'm like this person who has money, but I'm also stingy with it. So it's like a good combination. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When I think of politics, because for me, in, like in, in Ireland, it's confusing for a young fella mm. because we have many political parties. Mm. And the two main ones are basically centre-right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they're not main anymore because they got voted out in the last election. But like, there was no, there's no like left-right, there's no clear left-right divide in Ireland. Everyone's a centrist, you know? There's not really one in Estonia either, is there? Actually, not Yeah, but that you much. have a I reform mean, we, party, you have a have, conservative party. Yes, you know? and like, if you read their, your, like, like their ideology page or whatever, then uh, they do believe that they are like part of a view, but... Actually, if you look at their policies, they're really trying to appeal to just everyone. Yeah, yeah it's not really that uh, clear cut. Like Ekre is pretty much yeah, out there, sure, but uh, a lot of the other parties, like Reform Party, also like had a program where they wanted to support kindergartens, and that's like really that's a left wing program. I mean, if you're like showing yourself to be a right wing, mm-hmm. uh, like liberal party, you shouldn't be doing that. But hey, if you're trying to get the votes, 
Go well, ahead. Centrism wins elections. That's how it works. Oh yeah, you try to appeal to the most people. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have. See, I also never respected politicians. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. Uh, politicians were always an annoyance to me because but, my only experience with politicians was knocking on the door, canvassing. Can I get your vote? Uh, I like to say it. And like, I'm trying to have a wank in the fucking <laughs> living room. Like, alone, I like man. to say it like this. <laughs> I don't like politicians, but I do respect statesmen. Okay. Elaborate. <laughs> as in, like, if you're, if you're not just running around trying to get as much votes as possible and uh, just leave, uh, leave yourself looking like an arse, but if you're just trying to actually, I can see that you're trying to you know, work towards some kind of a greater goal, like trying to better society in a way. Oh, I'd be very cynical towards that. I, of course, but I mean, there are, have been some examples. Like, I, mean, I, f- I like to think that Lennart Meri was like one of them. For instance. Lennart Meri is an interesting one because he's revered in Estonian society, Revered, right? yes, especially by the more older people. And the younger people, we just don't have that much of a perspective from him really. That yeah. much because it's just... They say in history books, I'm like, he got the Russian army out of Estonia and and all those things. But but it, would there be a section of society who would like look back on him unfavorably too? Yes, because he did have like some, uh, I think he had some like uh, violence issues as well at home or something. So all right. He was not a very, he was like an old school guy. Let's just put it like well, that. Well, as Rona was talking about the other day about Aha Tamsara, uh, yeah. <laughs> who beat his wife or apparently at home. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he pro- him probably the same like Lennart yeah. Meri probably the same, different times though different times so you can't really judge the man by like today's standards maybe. yeah maybe you can maybe you can I don't know <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't either I mean uh, the legacy is good let it be that way it's yeah. just I hate he's, it. he's dead anyways so. I hate talking about politics but it, it, it never <laughs> it just you know it happens on almost every podcast yeah for some reason it's such, such a compelling topic like. I mean if we were talking we were talking about Meku so there's like no way that we're not gonna go to politics oh man Meku is fucking left central yes yeah. it is but I love the place I love that the, dump. the great thing about Meku was it really 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 felt like an underground yes open, both places old Meku and new Meku both feel, felt proper underground you had a very odd audience, young audience, but you'd, all, you'd have those weird, not bums, but like local characters who'd show up. And you it really felt like you could say whatever the fuck you want there. Yes. Yet, it's the only venue, Old Meku, where mm-hmm. I have been confronted about a set, oh, about really? something I said on really? stage, yeah. Oh. There was, I had some very stupid joke about um, women <laughs> Good start. I'm trying to think what, like the the bit was like, how cunt in Ireland is a term of endearment, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's something you say to a friend. He's a funny cunt, you know. Mm-hmm. And like there there was some long thing about, um, you know, most of the women I know are great. I love them. Oh man, you could almost say all women are cunts. <laughs> it was just some stupid fucking joke. Yeah. But yeah. this like short haired. Purple-haired feminist approached me outside mm. Old Meku and just started screaming at me like, "Ah, oh, damn! You can't say that! How dare you! How dare you!" I just walked away. Uh, yeah, that's the right thing to do. Away. If you tell me I can't say anything, well, fuck, I, fuck you! See, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, you're coming to a comedy I just show. Have to, I just have to accept the consequences, probably. But yeah, I'm. I can say whatever the hell I want. Yeah, <laughs> we're heading towards a society where you can say whatever you want these I'm days. I'm gonna man. swim against the current. So visit Are me. Yeah, you fucking legend. Visit, visit, visit uh, Tauri and he'll he'll call you a nigger and tell visit. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that visit me in jail sometime, probably. Oh, of course, yes, yes. yes Thank yes. you. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I've known you what for? I swear, man, three years, seventeen, so three years. I swear to God, it feels like five, six years. Well, yeah, some of the nights have been pretty long. <laughs> they have, they have. They haven't been happening as frequently as I would have loved. No. Well, you've kind of. Have you taken a break from comedy? <sighs> I can't say I've taken a break. It's more like I find it difficult to find time really to do sets. Like it, like a year before when I was in the substitution sh- service for 12 months. It's a work craft of every day from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. When am I going to do comedy? I can't. Like, I can't perform, physically can't perform. 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. 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 So just no time to perform whatsoever. I, I, like, I had the idea that maybe I could, at the end of a shift, like, grab a taxi, drive to a mic, and then get back. But it just it was never... 11 is too late. Like, yeah. No, no, no. I meant like I, I could just like sneak out, <laughs> do a set, and then get, get back. Uh, but it wasn't. Uh, I didn't actually like want to risk it that much because my employer obviously wasn't very like fond of the idea. Yeah. And once I actually did have a comedy show with the uh, like before the Verskeveri tour, we actually had best of open mic as well in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> well, Verskeveri is basically best of open mic. Basically, yeah. Two point oh, like you know. yeah, which is like a more catchy name, I guess. Fresh blood. Yeah. Fresh, fresh blood. Yeah. But um. And so my employer wasn't, of course, very fond of me going to comedy shows. And I once did, and I got really bashed by it, actually. And then I was, I was scared because, actually, you know, they report to, like, the military, pretty much. And if they decide, like, I'm not doing my job and I'm just fucking around, they're going to just conscript me. And I don't want that. Because I was a teacher. Because you're a pacifist. Uh, yeah. You're yeah. a pacifist. I'm not. Like, you don't want to shoot guns at p- other people, man? Come on. I'm not sure I could. Why not? Because I've suffered violence myself. Like, I've been assaulted, and I know what it does to you, like, mentally. I just take it out on the Arabs or whoever they're <laughs> shooting. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do that, I think. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be a saint or anything, but I just... I'm, I'm not even against, like, people who go through the service. I'm not like, oh, I'm a pacifist. I'm better than you. I'm just like, no, it's, you know, but how, in, how but, I feel. And I... But in general, would you say you oppose mandatory military service? No. I find it a necessary evil, actually. I do, too. Yeah. And... Uh, Look I, at where we're geographically located. Look at the state of me, man. If I if I went through military service, I'd be a fucking fighting machine, <laughs> fucking fit savage right now. But I didn't go in Ireland. We don't have mandatory military service. So you have sacks of shit like me walking around the place. Mm. You know, I think it's so necessary because we have severe problems in Ireland with like young antisocial behavior, mm. and something like military service would fucking clip these cunts behind the ear. You know. Yeah, could be, could be. I'm not really like a behavior scientist, so I don't know. But it could be, or they just need, need like you could go to the other end of the spectrum and give them like support programs and individual guidance. But who the fuck has money for that shit? Well, they try. Well, but they try, but they fail. The kids just don't want to do it. They just want to <laughs> smash car windows and you know. Fucking yeah, yeah, fight. true. You can't fight puberty that much. I love it how we're just trying to talk about my early days of comedy and we're just constantly like flying away from it. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, well, fuck it, man. It's, uh, c- it's a conversation, you know? It's a conversation. This ain't yeah. no radio show. We got no time limit unless Adi Mati bursts in again. And Oh, yeah. You know. I've been on radio once, actually. Have you? I have, yeah. I did a Christmas pl- play when I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> fuck, I did one of those as well, actually. I was what the, was your one? Uh, I don't remember the name, but I was the moose. <laughs> You were the moose. I was the moose. Does, do Estonian Christmas plays have moose instead of like fucking reindeer or whatever they have? A moose or reindeer. Like, I, like they take shit, the biblical story and replace shit, the camel with the moose. <laughs> shit translation, I guess. It's like one or the other. What's the difference between a reindeer and a... Oh, yeah, yeah, a reindeer. Oh, man, yeah, what's yeah, the difference? Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. different. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I get it. Sorry. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Different I'm, animal. You know what? I've never <laughs> seen a moose. Nah, I actually have. 
I was talking to Caleb and James the other day, and they were like, yeah, I've seen a moose on the side of the road. Yeah, they're fucking huge, by what? the way. Yeah, they're fucking huge. Like Seven years, I've never seen one. Uh, seen one in a zoo, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count, no. Nah. I just see it in the nature. Yeah. Yeah, I think I went, once went to like northern Norway somewhere. Then I saw one. It was like a proper moose. That was the thing. I still remember that moose. I daydream about... Fi- like, I, I literally, because on, on the road between my town and Tallinn... You see moose crossing signs. And it's always an interesting thing when people from Ireland come and visit and they're like, oh, fucking moose crossing signs. Because we don't have any moose in Ireland. Ireland has nothing. Ireland has no animals that can kill you. Really? None. None? No bears, no lynxes. I don't know what else. No snakes. Nothing. Nothing that can kill you. We have deer, foxes, badgers. Mm. Badgers break your fucking ankles, all right. But that's it. Ah. So when they come here, they're like, mooses, ooh. And I'm like, yeah, we have wild lynxes. We have wild fucking bears, everything. Yeah. Um, so I do daydream when I'm driving on that road and I see the moose sign. I'm like, oh, I want to see a fucking moose. <laughs> just want to see one. I don't want to hit, hit, hit one with the car. Just want to see one. Just follow your dreams. They will appear one day. I even I'm so. This is how crazy I am, right? Okay. I start imagining that I have a pair of glasses that can just like lo, like um, infrared glasses that can see only moose. <laughs> and I and I start looking around, seeing like if I can see a moose in the distance, that maybe I can pull off the road and go find him. Hmm. Interesting. That's my head. My, I'm fucked in the head. So I, I mean, we all are. I guess. I guess. Like, I guess. There's no comedian who is not at least a little bit fucked yeah. in the head. So, any moose, if you're out there listening, come on the podcast. Just come look Tim. at you, man. Go see Tim. He's a, he's a great dude. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll buy you a beer. And I will. Oh, man. I wonder what beer moose drink. <laughs> no one has ever ha- asked that question in history before. <laughs> you can eat moose, can't you? You can buy canned moose here. Yes, you can. Yeah. I've never tried it. I've never tried it myself, no. But I know they do eat them. You can get bear as well, I think. Never had that, no, neither. They have bear in, um, what's that restaurant? Old Hansa. Oh, you yeah. get like a bear steak. Yeah, yeah, they have these old, uh, like medieval It's like 40 supposedly. fucking euro for the steak. Oh, yeah, it's made for tourists. Having said that, though, do you know the thing about Old Hansa? It gets a lot of shit for being kitschy and touristy and cringy and whatever. It's also successful, though. Yeah, but their food is actually fucking good. Like, yeah, I've heard that as well, as well, yeah. You know, like, I took my parents there. And, you know, the whole spiel that the, the, the waiters do, like, aha, welcome. <laughs> My mother was asking for, like, French fries, and he was uh. like, what are these French fries you'd speak of? And then he pulls out the card machine, and <laughs> you pay with card. But what an immersion. Uh, but I got some weird, like, boar, deer, mince, de- it was just fucking amazing. Worth mm. it, in my opinion. Mm. They just dial down the fucking medieval nonsense. I should go there. I haven't actually been there. Hey, I'm go. a I'm a historian. I have never been to all the hunts. Is it open now? I'm not sure. Should we, hey, we can go there in the next few days if you want. Oh, that would be an experience. I wouldn't get the bear steak though because it's unbearable. Oh, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> oh, shit, hang on. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, this is this is part uh, part of my routine. If you have seen me performing, it's just me laughing at my own jokes. Yeah, well, sure. You know, someone someone's got to. <laughs> they bring so much joy to me, though. So yeah, I find it a sin not to. So the lack of shows for you, it's no different now. Then I suppose you same I mean, uh, same shit, different day. Same shit, different day. But actually, I did do more shows before we all shut down. Like I I did like re year. Restart oh, yeah. doing shows again, but it's difficult for me to consistently do shows because I'm I set a very high standard for my own material already before I go on stage, and so it's difficult for me to completely assemble a set because I have I don't have that many ideas, like I, I don't have that many 
interesting things happen to me. I think so. I don't have that much to talk about. So you're not you're not mu- you're not much of a um, like a joke writer. You're more of like a situation. Like if I yeah, if I have a cool situation, awesome, and I can then write it to a joke as well. I mean, I'll add stuff. I'll change stuff. Sure, it's not all truth what I tell on stage. No, I'm, none of what I say no, is true. You think there was actually a pigeon leaning up against the wall in Baltia? No, man, no. <laughs> My whole life is a lie. <laughs> How can I live with this? What's your process, though? Like, what's your whole um, your process of, of 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 writing? Do you have one? Uh, you yeah, have one? I, I do have one, actually, yeah. It's, um, uh, so if I've signed up to a show, then I'm a nervous wreck about like uh-huh. a week before. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the process. And then uh, I normally just, um, I sit down and I just try to write. Uh, I don't, I just... Take some time to write. And normally, t- if I want to put together like a five-minute set, it takes me like at least four hours or something until I am satisfied. Oh, satisfied is a strong word, really, is it? <laughs> Ready? But uh, I, I do like I do like to se- uh, like um, sometimes it, I I do it so differently. It's really I don't I don't think I have like a method to my madness completely because I've tried different things. Like I once had in like an Excel spreadsheet. Where like I had setups. Oh no! <laughs> so I completely, oh, no. completely dissected the jokes, uh, but I didn't like that that much. What I like more is uh, just write my things out into like Microsoft Word and then highlight the parts I think I'm funny and just edit out what's in between. Yeah, that's one way of doing it. Yeah, I mean it works in general. I, I think like on the scale of things, I think I've been doing pretty well on most sets. The f- final one I did was a fucking train work though. W- where was this? It was Ixkaik. Oh man, the place where many a set goes to die. Yes, it does. But actually, you know, I, f- I don't feel that bad about it because not normally my, why I like I don't find it easy to do that many shows is because I set such a high standard and if I do fail, like I remember I once failed uh, Burning Mike, like, at least in my view. Like I got a few laughs at the end, but most of the set was bad. I didn't take my time writing it, I do have to admit it. And like I felt bad for that set for like at least like a year or something. So I, ah. I don't let things go. You, you got to do what I do. As soon as you're off the stage, you're, it's over. You, it never it happens. It has to be. It has to be, yeah. But uh, I, just, I just can't do it. These comedians who record their sets and listen back to them, fucking good luck with that, man. Good. I couldn't. I can't do it. Uh, if it's a good set, I sometimes do do it because I just want to like um, analyze it and maybe edit it a bit. Like props to our man Oleg for that. Yeah, man, fucking he records. He's a legend it? for that for that thing. Yeah, but I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I know it would benefit me greatly. To of do course, it, yeah, I understand. But that. I'm not gonna do it. Just not gonna do it. Uh, if it's a really bad set, which is actually something you should listen to because like you learn from your mistakes. Th- those are the ones I like. want to avoid. I don't yeah. want to listen to those ones. But those are the ones you kind of have to listen to, though. Of course, because you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't want to go back there. But actually, last time, it wasn't that bad. Like, I was really hard on myself that same evening. I just, I was like, fucking hell, like, I'm terrible at everything and such. But then the next day, I was actually like, okay, we'll move on from this. Like, yeah, just draw a line under it. Fuck it. Yeah, Fuck it. I mean, it was just like a new show. Right? Are you one of these people who think... Who remember the face of the person in the front row who didn't laugh? No, 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 no. I don't focus on the audience that much. Ah, yeah, because I'm not a very like I I don't do crowd work as of right now. I I would love to do it at one point. I don't think I've had the confidence beforehand. Uh, so it's not straightforward. It's no. not, of course, uh, but it's a skill like any other and has to be developed. So I have to do it at one point, or like I don't have to, but I I want to because I do want to better myself. Yeah, well, some comedians do 
like they are, their crutch is cloud work. Not not crutch, but their their thing. Their it's their thing. So like Weinberg's. I don't really know. I don't fucking listen to Weinberg. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Weinberg's inspired me to do comedy. I don't know if I've told you that. Did he really? And, he here, and here we've been bashing him since the beginning. Uh, oh my goodness. No, it's not a good thing. <laughs> oh, here we go. So it was a, I, um, I never saw, I've never seen a Comedy Estonia show before. So I thought, I'm going to go see Burning because that's where you see quality comedy, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, Top um, shelf. And then I hear like, uh, this next one coming up is Daniel Weinberg's. And I'm like hearing in the back row, like, oh yeah, this guy's been doing it for years and like he's really good. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to see someone who's like actually really good. Okay, and he went on and completely bombed the set. Completely. <laughs> and it happens, of course, to all of us. Yeah. But he completely bombed it, and I was like, hmm, I can do better than that. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so I signed myself up to the next KPK, and here I we think, are. I think that's what happened to me, kind of. Like the fir- I, when, I, when I first started back in 2014, it was li- I literally just came across a video of Lewis on YouTube doing some, some jokes on the Comedy Estonia YouTube page. And I said, oh, interesting. So I looked up, saw there was a show in Mirko, drove down to Tartu and went, and I was sitting there the whole time going, I can fucking do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can do what? This isn't, uh, this isn't fucking, I can do this. I do this anyway when I'm hanging out with people in the pub. Like, this is yeah, same, gonna... same actually. Yeah. And then I did my first set in uh, Het, and I did not do well. <laughs> did not do well? No, I puked right before I went on stage. Oh. So... Maybe part part of it was nerves, but also I was necking like glasses of Leffe Blonde, which is a very. It's not a it's not a beer you should be necking. No, it's not. It's viscous and thick, and, and you should drink it sh- slowly. Yeah. Um. So I puked, and then I go on stage, and my eyes are bulging out of my head, red. Oh. I looked like I was crying, and I, <laughs> and I bumbled through my set, and it was a disaster. I would have been like, I'm not saying I'm nervous, but I just threw up over there. <laughs> yeah. No, I fucking fucked it though. It was a fucking disaster. But I'm still here, I guess. Yeah, you were here. Yeah, but I haven't done matters. shows. I haven't done shows in fucking... The last show I did was back in January. And before that, I don't think I did a show since October of 2019. I had or 2018. Pretty, pretty much the same, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, most of 2019, I was just completely out. Most of it. Yeah. Like the beginning of the year was, I think, then it was the best of open mic. And then after that, I pretty much went underground. Yeah. Do you miss it? Yes, I do miss it. I wish I had like more things to talk about though. Like I mean on like on stage. I do feel like a lack of I'm not saying like inspiration, but when I do because when I do get a subject, I'm like happy to write about it and make a set. Well, but I, like I'm I'm lacking ideas, I guess. Creativity is the word I'm looking I, for. I had this discussion with Mikhail once. Uh he his method is to basically stand in front of a mirror in the bathroom and just talk to himself. Ah, okay. Just, just talk to himself. It doesn't have to have any substance or planning or mm. anything. Just start talking to himself, and mm. then, I guess, make himself laugh and 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 <laughs> f- figure it out from there. And uh, I tried that once. I didn't do it in the mirror. I just did it in the shower and started talking. And yeah, fucking ideas come out that way. I do. So okay. fucking try that. No, I will. Thank you for the tip, my friend. Just stand on the, on your balcony and just talk loudly <laughs> to the comedy block across the Fuck way. Fuck you, poor people <laughs> <laughs> living in Mustama. This is still Christina. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, you have a strange accent. Do I? You have a slight British twinge to your accent. Why is that? It's difficult to say. Ah, I think I know why. Because uh, in the school where I went to, when we learned where we learned to speak English. They actually try to treat, uh, teach us like British English. Bastards. Yeah. Not American one. 
They like not completely Irish. no, not Irish. No, <laughs> it's funny enough, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, they just completely sweeped all the American English under the floor. And it was like, this is over there. Over here, we try to speak proper English. This is a trait I have seen across so much of Northern Europe. Mm. Um, the Dutch have very heavy British accents mm. when they speak English. The f- well, the Finns just sound retarded no matter what they're fucking speaking. Yes, no matter the language, really. Yeah. But a lot of Estonians have this British twang. It's, yeah, it's, I don't really know why it is. Makes me sick. I moved away from that part of the world. We can can switch to Estonian if it makes you more comfortable. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, tell podcast It's like I'm at work again. (laughs) I'll get there. I will learn this language. You will. I I fucking have to, man. If I'm here, if I, if I like, I'll be ten years here in 2013. If I don't mm. speak the language by then, I might as well just jump off a fucking building. Like, well, that's a bit dramatic. Well, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> jump off the roof or learn the language? Uh, learn the language, I hope. Learn the language, yeah. Okay. Because uh, I do love it. It's such a nice language. It sounds so. Because you know, it sounds so uh, scary when you first hear. Mm. Everything is so fucking different and terrifying. I think everyone also kind of tries to scare you away. Not like actually scare you away, but they emphasize the difficulty a lot. I think it's something most Estonians are like really proud of. They're like, oh, we have so difficult grammar and it, I good, think it, good luck to you. Not like, oh my God, it's really cool. I support your decision. I, I hope I can help you out somehow. Let me know. No. I, th- I think it is difficult, but it's not. Of course it is. It's not. Like, it's not Japanese. It's not, it's not impossible. It's not Japanese. Yeah, you don't have to. You have to learn a little bit of a new alphabet. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, or Russian. Oh. Yeah, but um, no, no, like, because it, it's an intimidating language. But just from being here, and in seven years, not making much of an attempt to learn, but I, I take an interest. You know, I'll mm-hmm. stick on the radio when the news is on. I'll turn up the news, mm-hmm. and I'll listen to the news, and I'll try my best to figure out what the news stories are. And now I can do it effort- effortlessly. I just know what the fuck is going on. I actually think that if you like get proper lessons and at the same time spend so much time in the environment as you do, because you said you, you like drive around a lot. Just, oh, God, yeah. So you communicate with a lot of people. Uh-huh. And if you do learn the language as well, like formally, you're probably going to get it pretty quickly. It should happen. Let's make a deal right now. Okay. What's today's date? April 9th, right? It should be. I'm not sure. We can check. Yes. April 9th. April 9th. How about this, right? Okay. I'm putting my fucking balls on the table now. Okay. April 9th, 2021. Let's do another podcast in Estonian. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I just fucked myself. Uh, I want to do it. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I fucking shot myself in the foot. You heard it here first. And if I don't, and if, you know what? And if I don't do it. Then? Maybe there's something for charity. We can donate like 500 quid to charity or something. I don't know. Mm. Ah, but then what, if I do it then I'd be fucking I, a charity will miss out on 500 euros <laughs> <laughs> that's not a very noble uh, goal no it has to you be some what? consequence for not doing it yeah you need some kind of ramification hmm what's ha- it good when hammer smash a few fingers maybe uh, take a little bit of my tongue <laughs> you did not learn the Estonian mother tongue so now we <laughs> take your tongue <laughs> do the Werner Herzog thing make me eat a shoe yeah that's one way or like eat your hat or whatever Oh, Jesus, if I had or to eat one of these Irish hats, I'd be fucked. Shave your head. Oh, there's a good one. Shave my head and my beard. How about because, that? Uh, 
your beard as well. I mean, it's a magnificent beard. I well, it'll control. grow back. Well, of course it will, but it will take so much time. We'll think about it, yeah? <laughs> I think we'll think about it because I think we have some options on the table. But right? I, I will. Do you know what? I'd I commit to that. Okay. Um, I believe you, actually. Because, like, I have a friend in the UK who, it was a gag gift, to be fair now, last Christmas, mm-hmm. or it might have been the Christmas before, he gave me uh, an Estonian grammar book mm-hmm. for children. Okay. Um, probably Not a bad a, place to start, by the way. Yeah, but probably as a joke. But I've been reading through it, and I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't too bad. Like, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, this is doable. Yeah. So yeah, that might be a good place to start. Actually, you heard it here first. I'm putting my neck out there, <laughs> podcasting fucking Estonian. Could you imagine? Jeez. Yeah. I hope the coronavirus ends the world, so I don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna help speed it along. Well, any fucking help anyone can give me. Um, I've been told just to do the A1, or the, not the A1, the, what is it? Yeah, the A1. A1 thing. is the easiest one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you and once you, get the, once you get your foot in the door, then. I mean, like, a language course is, um, well, I once tried to study, uh, to uh, actually, like, learn Finnish. And I God failed, help you. Failed completely. Yeah, failed completely because it didn't have, well, like, it was, I was in the sixth grade and my mother t- I thought like, oh, it's uh, summertime. You have much spare time. Maybe you could learn uh, Finnish. And I was like, yeah, I'm super motivated to do that. Yeah. So uh, she put, she signed me up to a course, and like, I think like I went to the first three lessons, and then afterwards, like, I spent one lesson just riding the my bike around the mar- local marsh <laughs> in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like passing the time, fed <laughs> the ducks and shit. Finns are so f- protective of their language. Yes. Stuart Johnson made a post a couple of weeks ago. Some joke about like Finnish being a lot like Estonian, and he had an angry Finnish guy in the comments going, "It is not the same. Finnish is different language." Like really angrily, yeah, uh, all caps, fucking yelling at the guy. Actually, like it's a completely different language policy as well. Like Estonians, we I think we do like we d- we adapt things or we like we take things over from other languages. So like English, Russian, uh, you know, like the word ulitz. You know, ulitz, uh, you still say ulitz. You know, it's still, you know, everyone can understand you. Yeah. It means streets. Uh, but uh, the Finns, they just make up their own words all the time. They never adopt anything. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, yeah. So there's no similarities to anything Thank else. Thank God I don't have to learn Finnish. Yes. It, I, I'm not sure if, it wor- if it's worse. I'm could not, be, could be, actually. I'm not a big fan of, of uh, Finland. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of... I, I'm not a big fan of Helsinki. Yeah, yes, I, say I that, hate yeah. that place. Helsinki's horrible. I hate that place with a passion, actually. Me too. I, I'm not. <laughs> I have a deep hatred for that city. I just don't like it. I, it's just. It looks so artificial. Uh, it's smelly. It's smelly, but I don't like the buildings. The, like, bi- the buildings are are, are like somehow the, uglier than commie blocks. Like I don't. <laughs> the planning is um, like I know in like before everyone's gonna come at me. It's like I know in, Estonia, in Italian as well. We combine like different architectural styles from different periods, and they're all like in between each other and it's it's there's no consistent picture uh, and in uh, but i feel like in helsinki it's worse like you have this yeah. old really nice building from the beginning of uh 20th century and then you have a, like a big glass block next to it yeah and i hate it it's, i just can't stand it it's way worse now because they rent they built a brand new port building on the the west port and um it's this glass fucking geometric mess no, I, I can't. And then you leave it, and you have that giant pissing statue oh, yeah, yeah. next to that old shitty building. It's just fucking ugly, and it's it's way overpriced. The pubs are the most uncozy fucking pubs I've ever been in my life. I'm not even talking about the seven euro beers. I'm just talking about <laughs> they are all these like Americana tacky 
Yes. Interiors. All the men have mullets and leather jackets over there or cowboy hats. Um, it, there's too many people there and it's a small city. The language, but it's got a, the language, the language is horrible. It doesn't sound good. The taxi drivers are all fucked. They're worse scammers than Estonian taxi drivers. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. I took a taxi from... We went to see Louis C.K. in the ice hall there mm-hmm. and uh, we took a taxi from the port to the ice hall. And the taxi there was 29 euro, right? Oof. And the taxi driver asked me for a tip. He said, and a tip? <laughs> but the taxi back was only 7 euro. It's that motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. You know? You got ripped off. Never expected that in, in Helsinki, but I did. Actually, I have like this one thing associated with Helsinki is when I went to Brussels. I went to Brussels and went around Another the horrible city. And then I was like... Fuck, I took a plane to Helsinki pretty much. Like, I went to the other side of Europe just to go to Helsinki again. Yeah. Uh, it's just fucking terrible. I, I hate Brussels too. I'm sorry if you're a Finnish person, truly am. Because or about you have a Yeah, you have a shit capital city. I'm sorry, but. Tallinn is so nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't you know, having said that, I, I have completely fallen out of love with Tallinn as well. I'm, I don't S- like coming here. Same, you know? actually. I don't want to live here long term. <clears throat> like, Mikael. Mikael was always, he was a Died in the wool Tartu guy. Like he mm-hmm. would t- he would always say, like, man, I could never imagine myself living in Tartu. Well, he fucking lives here now. Yeah, he's he's moved here up now. here. Um, but I get it. It's it's really like I had two friends over from Ireland and we spent a week in Tallinn and a few days in Tartu. And they were like, Yeah, man, we should have just come here first. I think like I'm I'm just not a like a big city guy in general. Yeah, no, I fucking I can't do so it. I just, like if I want to move somewhere, like, Tartu is pretty much the limit for me. But I think I would prefer like Viljandi or somewhere. Honestly. Yeah, Villian is... Uh, I don't know. Villian is another weird one for me. Could be. I mean, I just have that... I don't know. I, like, I just like feel at home over there. It's so mm. weird. I have no connection to that like, full whatsoever. Of hip, full of hippies. Ah, <laughs> uh, could be, yeah. <laughs> Good food, though. Fucking hell, man. Good food. Like, there's there's a restaurant there called um, Vend. Mm. I haven't been. And uh, it's... I think it's part of the chain that, that's run by uh, the same people who have Dubliner... And uh, the other place at the edge of town, Sweet Rosie in Paranu, but their food is fucking great. And then you have Viljandi Burger there, mm. and there's a good pizza place there too. God, I, just, I always go to food. Food, is, <laughs> I always go back to food. It's okay though. That's cool. Hey, after this podcast, hey, we're gonna make some savage burgers, everyone. Oh, I'm expecting this. Actually. I was thinking of maybe like recording it somehow and adding it to the end of the podcast, but I don't know, too much work because I have uh, to make the burgers too. Yeah, I mean it could be doable. I have actually a pretty okay mic, so. Yeah, yeah, I just got it actually today. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can figure something out. We can see. But uh, there was a drought of burger buns today. I went to Stockman, I went to Rimi, I went to Silver. No burger buns to be found. So it's going to be like a burger with what? Patty. It's going to be a classic Midwest, the Great Depression patty melt, my friend. I mean... Just I, slices of bread. I think like it fits the, the time we're in. Yeah. You're so. not a vegan though, are you? No, 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 no. Okay. No. I, th- I, th- I was worried. I was like, I see a vegan. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No. God, no. Because I'm, I'm seeing a trend. I'm starting to see a lot of friends of mine are becoming vegans for the sake of a woman. Oh, no, I could never do that. No. no. Uh, I would never do that for sake of someone else. I would only do that if I... Actually, like I do... I know too many, man. I know too many. <laughs> I, I believe like the arguments are valid, especially about like the energy consumption and whatnot. But basically, if I went vegan, I, I would die of starvation <laughs> because I don't know cooking that well. <laughs> So I would just die. Eating grass outside, eating the grass outside <laughs> your apartment. Yeah. Okay, but what, what kind of a life is that? Plus, I would never get to have like one of these great burgers when, with the, that they make in. Have you been in Numa? This place called Tainer. 
I have. Yeah. Yeah, diner. Yes. It's like... Uh, that's part of a chain, though. There's another one. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's where they started out. I think it's a pretty good place. I haven't had the one in Numa. I've had the one down in Parnu. Okay, I've only had the one in Numa. Yeah. Hmm. And I really liked it. Yeah. I'm very I'm very particular about my burger. Okay. Like I love Villandi burger. But in the last few few months I've become like I can't eat I can't do black pepper anymore. Hmm. Something has ruined my black pepper. Oh no. I, it's it's fuck it's the worst. <laughs> I made a schnitzel at home and I put too much black pepper on it and it just instantly black pepper just tastes like shit to me now. <laughs> and they put a lot of black pepper on my Viliandi burger and it was like, oh no. I'm one of these I'm one of these weirdos who if I have a bad taste once, it stays in my mind. Mm. Like I told you, I ordered from Asian Aroma yesterday and mm-hmm. they put shrimp in my thing. Yeah. Which they shouldn't have. Yeah. And I don't think I could ever order from Asian Aroma again just because of the shrimp that one time. You're you know? pretty much like a food critic then. No, 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 it's not that. It's just my brain. Like you're um, wired to be a critic, pretty much. It's not a, a critic, it's I can't physically eat. From there, because I they fucked me over that one time. Uh, it's very. I will actually be very hungry, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I smell like a shrimp or when I smell black pepper, my hunger goes away. Jeez, it's the, it's. I'm fucked in the head. It's ridiculous. It could be, it could be a pretty like good dietary program though, right? For you, mm, I'm no, not saying. No. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to lose weight, Tim. No, 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 no. No, it's never no. gonna happen now, man. It's all wow. yeah, I have to keep the image now, man. I got to keep the, oh, beard, yeah, the I mean, hat, of course. the glasses, the belly, you know, it's all it's all part of it. I mean if it, as long as you're happy, that's what matters. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. That's what matters really. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um what was I gonna say? Uh, I actually have one story I could tell you right now. About it's about uh it's really associated with this whole crisis thing. So um I'm actually one of these people, like I have my birthday in spring. So it was like I had it thirty uh, first of March, so completely in the middle of the quarantine, right? Or self-isolation. And my parents were like, we really want to bring you some pastries and some things, and but we can't meet, so what are we going to do? So we had like this mafia-type, drug deal-type exchange where like they met me, they rolled up with a black Volvo like on my street. They came outside, they, like my grandma came outside. Then she like took the bag of pastries, put it in the middle of the sidewalk and took two meters back. <laughs> and then I went up, took the pastries, stepped two meters back. Then I checked in the bag and I was like, Yes, this seems okay. Thank you very much. And I tried one. I was like, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> this is recent. I, yes. And so then I had to, then I went back inside before the police could see that there's like three people meeting each other. Yeah. Why are the, like, I get that they're, they're, they're preventing the people meeting and stuff, but they're like actively patrolling around Paida, breaking up groups of people. I'm like, yeah. Fucking hell, lads. The thing that's really getting to me now, and look, policemen and policewomen, I get it. You got to do your job. But, the speed traps and the speed checking at the moment, they need to fuck off with that, frankly. Um, they need to relax a little bit. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I need to go get my Viliandi burger. Well, not, <laughs> not anymore, I guess. <laughs> I need to go a little bit over the speed limit, maybe. Hmm. It just annoys me. Like, we, we saw another one today when I picked you up at your place. There was a police car right there. I'm like, oh, come yeah. on, lads. Just chill. Like, I see more speed checking now than I did when, before there was a pandemic. Yeah. You know, more breath testing, more like checkpoints. Uh, fun fact, have you ever met like a traffic cop in Estonia who is actually like a um, decent person? Uh, traffic cop? Probably not, right? I've never been stopped. Okay. So there's a reason for that where there is no decent ones actually. Really? <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who uh, is actually... Come on, you can't say there's no decent ones. Well, there's... There has to be some. Uh, some, but 
an exception is pretty much like a confirmation of the rule, I would say. You're, you're, you're not an all cops are bastards guy. No, 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 of course not. But I'm like, most traffic cops are probably bastards type of guys. Oh. And, here's my, and here's my argument. Here we go. My reasoning behind it, right? I have a friend who actually is like um, a policeman himself. And uh, he told me that people who become traffic cops are like the ones who are pretty much like the most hopeless. Like the ones who just want to fuck with people. If you're a decent person uh, or someone who has potential, they're going to like move you to somewhere else. Already in the like the uh, training program. But I thought all cops are traffic cops. Like a, no. they, they just rotate out, no? No, 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 no. Shouldn't be. Hmm. Like he's um he's actually like I don't know what to how to say it like he's uh, the one that they call out when there's like a type of a crisis and he has to rea- react really fast. Not like really ah. I don't really know the word. Like, like someone who has to respond, re- fast respond. Ra- rapid response. Rapid response, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like one of those guys. Huh. I have had one interaction with her. Well, I've been I've been breath tested. Is there, are, are those traffic cops? Should be, yeah. They were nice. They spoke they nice. English. Just, okay. Okay. You know. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be just shitting on people. Because I've never had like that kind of a meeting with them. Well, but. see, if you don't break the law, you don't have to worry about the traffic cops. Uh, yeah, of know? course. It's worked like that, yeah. I don't, I don't break the law, I'm a good boy. Except that one night when I ended up in the back of the... Oh, yeah, that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I wasn't in the wrong there. It was the, the doorman who... It was the doorman. Through me, yeah. yeah, that was a good night, though. <laughs> was it? I mean, I ended up in a police wagon. You so. did. <laughs> <laughs> I went home, I had a grand old time. I'd hang out with my good friend, he could buy me drinks. I, like, I went home, too. I got a drive from some friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually have a story because the, you're talking about the whole social distancing thing. Like the hotel I'm staying in at the moment is Schnelli at the train station. Mm-hmm. It's super fucking cheap. But the walls are so thin. Mm. I mean, it's like so fucking thin. And there's like a, a Russian couple next to me just l- plowing, just laying pipe all night. Damn. And like the beds touch, like my head could be like right up against this <laughs> lady's head. We're supposed to be keeping two meters away from each other, man. You know? I know there's a thin wall there, but I don't fucking know how, how the coronavirus transmits. Maybe the wall doesn't even stop the infection. <laughs> no. But it reminds me of this one time I was in a hostel in southern Germany. And um, uh, the walls of that place were so thin that when you, when you pushed on them, mm-hmm. you left a dent in the wall. Like, it was that fucking thin. Damn. And there was this gay couple staying next to me. And oh my goodness, my friend, they were going at it like the cure for coronavirus was lodged up this young gentleman's backside. And the, the guy was the World Health Organization trying to get it out, if you know what I committed mean? committed to... And he, oh man, it was like... And they were German. So I would just hear, because you could fucking hear everything. Oh God! And like you could just hear, yeah, that's good, that's good, yeah, that's good, that's good. And then the the bottom, I guess, would just yell, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim, you totally killed my heart on right now. <laughs> but anyway, the, the next morning, uh, I go to breakfast, and they're there. Oh. And first of all, like, oh, your man was big. He was a big, strong man mm. with a little shy, little uh, twink boy. Mm-hmm. And the owner of the, the hostel knew I was from Ireland. And he knew I was from a part of Ireland called Kerry. Mm-hmm. And it's a famous Irish butter called Kerrygold. Mm-hmm. Which has got nothing to do with Kerry, by the way. They just put the, the name on it to sell it. And he was like, hey, look, my friend, I have Kerrygold. Look, <laughs> Kerrygold butter for you, my friend. And I was like, ah, cool, man. And the big buff German guy looked over and goes, 
Kerry Gold, you are from Kerry? I was like, yeah. He was like, ah, you good, man. It's a nice place. And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they thought like, oh, he knows. Well, obviously I know you're fucking, you know. This reminds me like when I lived in Tartu, when I was uh, studying there, I lived in a dorm room for my first year because uh, I tried to convince my parents to just let me go to Tartu. And then we're like, well, then you're going to dorm room. And I was like, okay, I will go then. And it was a, a really fucked up place, but also we had like really thin walls. Mm -hmm. So uh, whenever someone was like having sex, you could fucking hear it clear as day. So what we did, we would just cheer along. <laughs> cheer along? Cheer along, like, woo, <laughs> you go. <laughs> and most of them stopped. <laughs> and you were in a dorm with like a bunch of other guys? Yes. You were all jerking each other off, don't lie. We were not. Absolutely. We just were not. Dude, each other. Okay, so I was in a dorm room with... um. This half Russian guy was like, he was 120 kilograms and he was studying law and he would never wear anything but tank tops. <sighs> he was that type of a guy. A closet homosexual. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah. I remember like this first day I was, uh, I went to the dorm room. I was like, oh, my roommate isn't here. I wonder what it would be like. And then this guy steps in. And I'm like, oh, did not expect this. <laughs> and then I remember the first night I went to sleep. I was like, oh, so this is my new life in Tartu. And then the snoring starts. <laughs> oh, man. Thank fuck I never had to experience that. that I never was, lived in a dorm. That was terrible. It was like a fucking horse. Like I eventually started wearing earplugs and... But I was just a, like a really weird crowd lives together in a dorm room. I had this guy who studied to become a doctor and he was his name was Sergei. And he told like he was living a really healthy lifestyle. But he would all the time, like every day he would uh, at lunchtime, he would drink an Alexander and eat fish sticks. And he also never took showers. He washed himself with a sponge in front of the mirror in the bathroom and he never locked the door. Interesting. That's the, yeah, the word I would probably use. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, I, I never did the whole dorm thing. No, I did it for a year and then I gave up and then yeah. moved to Annelin, which was actually worse in a way. <laughs> no, it's the snoring thing that would get me. Like somehow I was on, I was in fucking Stockholm with, with friends and we were staying in a boat hotel mm -hmm. and it was like a 16 bed dorm mm -hmm. and everyone was snoring. But at one point, all the snoring like synced up together <laughs> and I was able to close my eyes and just somehow imagine that that was the sound the boat was making as it was rocking. Oh. And I got to sleep. Wow. I've never been able to do that since. With needs must, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you're into history, right? Mm hmm. You're a big history guy. Well, big history guys. I guess. I think so. It's Stone like in history, world history, European history. Depends what I'm interested in currently, actually. I've always been a fan of history, like as long as I remember. When other kids were outside playing hide and seek, I was like, oh, this encyclopedia, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I actually got uh, like interested in history because I uh, opened a, like a chapter on uh, the Achaemenid Empire, which is like the old Persian Empire. Mm -hmm. So the one Alexander the Great conquered. And uh, I remember reading like the timeline of the most important events. And then I was like, oh, there's this country and it doesn't exist anymore. That's so cool. Like, I wonder if there are other countries like this. And then the history book was like, my friend, you have no idea. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been just reading up ever since. Just, Alexander the Great is an interesting one because it blew my mind when I started reading about the siege of Tyre. Mm -hmm. About how he built this causeway yeah. from the coast yeah. to the island of Tyre. Yeah. And the, the remains of that are still there. Like the, the city is now built on the, the causeway of Alexander. 
he left a physical scar on yeah. on the planet. That shit is fucking incredible to me. Yeah, it was like interesting that his nickname is the Great. Yeah, he was like a great conqueror, a pretty shit statesman. If yeah. anyone wants to argue me, then uh, his empire pretty much collapsed completely off, just completely, uh, just a few years after his death, pretty much, like immediately, pretty much. I wonder how much his legacy impacted the renaming of Macedonia to North Macedonia because uh, a lot because then yeah because the nationalism of that province of mm-hmm. Greece that that got the name Macedonia yeah because that that was the original Macedonia so I wonder I was wondering if that had any anything to do with it it could be yeah I think it is actually yeah it's actually that is like the, 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 core, the core issue they voted against it too didn't they but they had no choice they had no choice no it was like <sighs> such an issue yeah yeah I like Macedonia I like their flag I'm a big flag guy you are? I fucking love flags. I, I, I once upon a time I did buy every flag. Oh. Every current flag. Mm-hmm. Now that actually there's a few new ones now that I haven't added to my collection. But um What's the coolest flag? I like the Nepalese flag because it's mm-hmm. unique. It's unique, yeah. But the coolest flag, ah <laughs> I'm gonna say the old Libyan flag. Oh. Because it's just green. Yeah. It's just solid fucking green. You can't Get more simple than that. Yeah, it does its message pretty well. But uh, there's a few interesting flags, like the flag of Mozambique has two AK-47s on it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the flag of South Africa is beautiful. It's one of the most is, beautiful yeah. flags. Yeah, it is. Color-wise, Colorful, yeah. the, the symmetry of the, the, the symbol on it, it's fucking gorgeous. Uh, I was expecting you would say, like, we're in Estonia, you would say, like, Estonian flag is my favorite. <laughs> it's a nice flag. It's a nice flag, but it doesn't have to be your favorite, of course. I'm I, I, I like the symbolism of that famous picture of the blue sky, the black trees yes, and, the, and the white that's snow. Yes, uh, that's, yeah. Um, that's better than the flag itself. <laughs> and this is going to be very ho- a bad thing to say, right? Okay. But you cannot deny, you mm. can't fucking deny that the aesthetics of the Estonian SSR flag were, were good. Yes. The red, the hammer, of, it's the, an, no mind the hammer and sickle, the little bit of water. Is, the little bit of water, it's, it's interesting, yeah. I would, I would think that it would it's be... It's just visually beautiful. If it would be like a neutral flag... If, like, imagine if you had a flag with this, like the same template, but it was not communist. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. Blue, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Like have natural colors on it. It would actually be like a painting yeah. because you have the sea and yeah, it'd be an interesting take. Yeah, I know. I, uh, yeah, I might edit that out of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. I've never really liked um, most European flags. They're just boring. <sighs> tree colors are boring. I mean, I love the Irish flag because it's nice. And it's my own flag. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a, a tree color fan. You know. Yeah, I French think I flag, get that. French flag, meh. Italian flag, meh. How how can you not like the French flag? I mean, oh yeah, liberté, égalité, fraternité, Fuck that, man. Uh, <laughs> refugee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, what about the Union Jack? <laughs> Asking an Irishman. <laughs> it's actually a nice looking flag. It is, yeah. I mean, it is a nice looking flag. I mean, it's the symbol of oppression for my people for many oh, years. Of course, yeah. But. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm very autistic about my flags. I like, uh, I like um, unique flags. Like a lot of the African flags are fucking incredible. The Kenyan flag is beautiful. The spear and the, the two cross spears mm-hmm. and the shield. The South African flag is nice. The Botswanan flag is nice. The <laughs> Namibian flag is nice. Uh, and in Europe, we're like, hey, let's all have tricolors that are different colors. Or like crosses, if yeah. you're Scandinavian. That's, yeah, I do like that fucking fan-made. I don't know if it's fan-made or if it was ever seriously considered. The Scandinavian Estonian flag. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. 
That's very nice. That is nice. It's yeah. it's probably the nicest of the. I don't know if you know flags. it. In the nineties, we actually had like a party who wanted to get into government, who mm-hmm. uh, wanted to get the like a uh, member of the Swedish like royal family to come and rule Estonia. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was like a monarchist, huh. monarchist movement here. That's disgusting. <laughs> Monarchy is horrible. Uh, I suppose. There's some figures in history who Ooh. have supported monarchy who have been pretty interesting, though. Like, I don't know if you know this guy called um, Ungern von Sternberg. Ever heard? I, I don't know him personally. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I imagine, yeah. But he was a fascinating dude because he was really violent, but he was also Buddhist, and he's of Baltic German origin. Hmm. Uh, Russian military background, so like a cavalry commander. And what he believed, he was um, he was going to restore the Mongol Empire, and then reconquer all of uh, and then like reconquer all of Russia, and then expand into Europe and restore monarchies everywhere in Europe. He had ambitions, this man. He was a he was also like a very hardcore alcoholic, and uh, like the furthest he got was like he conquered Mongolia, and of course the Soviets afterwards toppled him and executed him. But he's like one of these fascinating figures in history. Like, yeah. How can you be? extremely like violent and kind of like sociopathic even and at the same time a buddhist was like a man you would want to have a conversation with maybe from far away but you would want to have one (laughs) well this is why you can never really you can never really put put your faith in someone who appears to be morally good right of course especially in back then these days you, you could look at bernie sanders and think right well look he is actually a decent man yeah he is Got his head screwed on. He really does want the best for the people. It looks like a statesman. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's a reason why he lost. It, it, it wasn't fucking rigged by the DNC. It wasn't no, just I, because Klobuchar, that, yeah. uh, Booty Judge and all those guys backed him, backed Biden. And that was, no, 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 no. It's just because the majority of Americans are just not ready for socialism. Yes. They don't want it. They don't know? want it. Uh, it just sounds too extreme for them. Yeah. And now you have fucking people rallying behind Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because <laughs> Sanders is gone and she's not even old enough to run for president. No more politics! I know I fucking have <laughs> politics. Back to the history. history. There we go. History and politics are so intertwined, it's a bit difficult. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, I, I've been heavily reading into um, ancient Rome lately. Oh. Especially... Uh, Republic or Empire? Republic. Republic, okay. Um but the period between the death of Caesar and the formation of the empire. Oh, okay. So, yeah, okay, Augustus and... Yeah, the the, the triumvirate and how it all started to break down and stuff like oh, that. Oh, like the first triumvirate? I loved that. Yeah. Like, uh, Pompey, Crassus, and then Caesar. Crassus is actually one of my favorites. Because he's so ruthless. <laughs> he looks it too, doesn't he? He does. I, I don't know if those, old, if those old statues, how accurate they were, but he just has a dirty, you, dirty look about like, him. Do you know how he made his fortune? No. You don't? Okay. No. So he was like, um, he, uh, he dealt with real estate, but he also controlled the fire departments in Rome. Oh, so he right. was like this guy, when a house was on fire, he would show up and then offer to buy it. And if, uh, if the owner declined, he would just let it burn down. And then buy I it remember afterwards. this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. But if he agreed, like with a cheap price, he would just buy it. And so he was like this, he was the richest man in Rome. That's he bankrolled uh, Caesar in yes. the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And when he died, that's when Caesar kind of got He went fucked. to Parthia in the end because he went like, oh, I, I destroyed... Like, he, he's also the man uh, who, uh, who destroyed Spartacus, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, in, uh, in the like, later stages of his life, he felt like he didn't have the 
military accomplishments of Caesar and Pompey, and he was like, "I'm going to go to Parthia." And he fucked it. Oh, he fucked, he fucked, it, fucked it. One of the one of the worst uh, military losses of all it time. It is, yeah, it is. Like legend is that he was he died like with a gold poured over his. Yeah, that's right. Head, yeah, George R. R. Martin ripped 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 off that story. Yes, yes, he did. But I mean. It's a good rip-off, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I love it when people are inspired by history. Paying, in uh, paying tribute to the supposed death. I think, like, uh, the whole... Uh, like, they poured gold uh, on his head after he died. That's yes. the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Whereas your man in Game of Thrones had it poured down his throat <sighs> while he was alive. Jeez. Didn't want to, like, fucking uh, imagine that. Yeah. It's yeah, just... he was a dickhead, anyway. <laughs> oh, of course he was, but I mean... Uh, I don't know. I was just... Distur- uh, I'm not saying disturbing to watch. It was interesting. But yeah, like Caesar's such he's he's one of the most fascinating he is, yeah. characters in all of history. Like he is, his, yeah, yeah. I read his commentaries on the Gallic Wars, and I know fucking the victor often skews things. Yeah. But secondary sources have backed up a lot of what he said, and it's it's such it's it's one of the 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 greatest conquests ever. Yeah. And to an Irish person, it's like we don't really know anything about our ancient history yeah we know about the druids and we know basic fucking things about hibernia and and ptolemy had our uh, you know about the druids but you don't even really know them do you no there's not a lot of sources left yeah i have a friend who actually specializes in like early medieval irish history he's also an irishman yeah oh okay recently and he actually told me like uh, about the druids that we just don't really know that much we have nothing we have secondhand descriptions written by Christians, of by course. By Christians. But, and we we do have, I don't know if you know this, uh, in Kerry, mm-hmm. the glorious county, of the kingdom of Kerry, where I'm from, <laughs> uh, where we do actually crown a goat every year uh-huh. at the Puck Fair. A goat is crowned, and uh, weirdly enough, an uh, underage girl becomes his queen, of, and uh, they go up in the hey, throne I mean, together. You, you have your fantasies, I'm not going to judge you. Eh? It's actually the oldest, one of the oldest pagan festivals left mm. is Puck Fair, yeah. We literally, men go into the mountains, catch a goat, mm-hmm. uh, not a goat, a ram, I suppose, bring him down, mm-hmm. put, put him on a giant throne in the middle of town, he's crowned, there's a parade, we, get all, we all get drunk, we sell some horses and cows. <laughs> it's beautiful, it's great. I, I, don't, I, I was never a fan of Puck Fair because there was a lot of travelers, Irish travelers. It uh, sounds like a great time, though. Oh, man. I'd love to see it at one Fucking point. Fucking hell, I'll bring you sometime. I will. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so like off the west coast of Ireland, we have where they filmed the Star Wars, um, the new Star Wars. I haven't seen those actually that well. Like um, I think I've only seen like the first one of the new trilogy. Yeah, well, at the very end of that one where she goes to the island where Luke is, mm-hmm. that island is in Kerry. Ah, okay, and okay. those old stone buildings there are buildings built by, well, they're built by early Christians, but they're built on the remains of whatever mm-hmm. the Druids used to do there. And uh, other than that, all we have is like worship sites that are dubious. Like there's like a tree, there's a tree somewhere where they used to kneel that apparently, but you don't know, like it's... It's the same with all the like the new neo-pagan religions. Like you have them in Estonia as well. And they're like, how are you reconstructing this? You have nothing to go on from, like nothing really. Because if they were like nature worshippers, all that stuff is gone by now. It has to be. So like, what are you going to do? How are you going to rebuild this? I mean, that's why that's why fucking Caesar is so interesting because his time is so well documented. Yeah. And, yeah. Even and if it's relatively not, well understood. If it's Even if it's like not the most reliable source, it's still a source yeah. from the period, which is yeah. already like rare. 
And another thing in Ireland is like our patron saint in Catholic Ireland is um, St. Patrick. Of course. Who I, my middle name is Patrick because I was born on St. Patrick's Day. Mm. And he was alive around the 1200s. Mm-hmm. And to an Irish person, that is like very old. Twelve hundred. <laughs> Imagine that. Twelve hundred to us is like ooh, olden times. Just a couple of hundred years before medieval times is like our fucking old. <laughs> and um, of course, we have the we have a lot of like um, we have uh, a lot of like uh, neo pagan sites like yeah. the Hill of Tara and, yeah, and yeah. Newgrange and stuff. But but our our ancient history is pff, unknown. <sighs> Yeah, and you you have actually no way of Nothing. reconstructing it. So we have ohm stones that are just you know what an ohm stone is. Mm, not really. No, you it's just a elaborate. standing stone with with uh, the ohm language, which is like a series of dashes and, and ah, okay, so like a kind of like a runic language in a way. Yeah, but it's 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 very similar to in Scandinavia. It's just for uh, place names or grave sites. Okay. So it's all names. Uh-huh. There's no history. Like there's no ah. here. Something happened here, yada yada. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it is great that we that we still preserve a lot of the old stuff, like our um, our portal dolmens we have uh, across the, the country. We have these ancient portal dolmens, which is like two standing stones and a cap, mm. which is the, an old grave marker. Mm. And there, you can walk right up to them, touch them. <laughs> there's no like fucking. There's no protection over them or anything. Like mm. in Stonehenge, you can't fucking walk up to Stonehenge. Yeah, and, I imagine. Yeah. But we're just nice people. We don't uh, fuck with that shit. Of course. Why would you? I mean, except for one arsehole who did spray paint an stone uh, oh. two years ago. Yeah. There's a special place in hell for those people. I hope. Yeah. I fucking hope so. But when I, I like, I think I I once studied Roman history too, like more. But then I moved on to Byzantine history, which was also kind of fascinating because I think I like took a course in medieval history, and then uh, our teacher was like, "We are not going to talk about the Byzantine Empire at all." <laughs> Why is that? Uh, because it's um, actually I do understand him. He was like, "We're going to talk about the feudal society, and if you want to talk about the feudal society, you're going to have to pretty much leave Byzantine Empire out." Because like he, how he emphasized it was, that was like keep the, talking. I'm just going to turn the lights on. Yeah, sure. It was like um, that. That is the only country in Europe at that time period. Like all the others are like feudal domains, pretty much. Even you could say like sometimes like a personal property of a monarch like he could leave it to his children and they could divide the realm up but the byzantine empire is like it's a country with like a bureaucracy and actual well laws were in western europe as well but like you know what i mean like a complete legal system and all that standing armies and so it's like they like to separate it but it should be talked about anyway. It should be because it's so fascinating, and I it's love, a part of history. I love the Byzantine Empire because I love the emperors because some of them are just like such characters that yeah. they're fascinating people. Like um, uh, I don't know how much you know about Byzantine history, of course. Not much. Not much. Okay, but there's this one guy. I know I, my interest in history always spawned out from Age of, playing Age of Empires. Oh, okay. And just being fascinated by <laughs> <laughs> these lads. I played these games as well, but can talk about video games as well we I can oh i got a lot of video games i play my friend i am a fucking nerd in that case <laughs> but about byzantine emperors there's actually one emperor that i love uh sorry to all the bulgarian listeners by now oh there's <laughs> so many of them they're gonna switch off they're he so was, he actually had a nickname called the bulgaroktonos which means the bulgar slayer oh so he was this guy that he captured the entire bulgarian army so what he did he divided the entire army up into like groups of 100 
and the 99 people out of the 100 were completely blinded and the one guy had one eye left uh, so that he could lead his comrades back All to right. the emperor. So that's how he got his nickname. Fucking like, hell. Fucking hell, that's, that's cruel. And legend says that the Bulgarian emperor, having seen his crippled army, just had a stroke and died. <laughs> Which I can't blame him, really. But cruelty like that was uh, so fucking common. It was, but actually, um, uh, like putting out the eyes and castration were like a big part of Byzantine politics as well. Uh, because um, just just to say in context, like the Byzantine emperor was supposed to be like this person in contact with the church, but he was also supposed to be this um, the prime representation of the material world of the feudal society, or not the feudal society, but of society in general. So you could never become the Byzantine emperor if you had your eyes put out or if you had like a deformity of some kind. You were supposed to be like physically perfect in some ways. Like you mm-hmm. couldn't be deformed, which is why many pretenders to the throne were never killed. They would just had their eyes put out or they were castrated. And that meant the end of your political career. No chance in hell you would ever become emperor. Fucking hell, man. We should bring that back. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> way to do politics. Like... <laughs> Imagine you were like on the road to becoming the prime minister and you get hit by a car and have an amputation. You're like, okay, you're <laughs> out. <laughs> Fuck you. But I still have my mental, fa- mental faculties. Well, you don't have your legs, so sorry. You see, I got very kind of fucked over in school because um, I was at a very young age, I was very interested in, hi- in history. Mm-hmm. Because my, the first game I ever played that actually caused me physical damage was Age of Empires Gold. How did you do your physical damage? Well, I had a mouse mat. This part of my hand here, which is like... This lump here mm-hmm. is from Age of Empires Gold. No, I think that's like a... Yeah, okay. Mine's a little bit bigger, just from like constantly resting my hand on the mouse mat. I think every gamer has these, yeah. though. If you're like a dedicated gamer, not like a filthy casual. But I played that game so much. I was so obsessed with that game. Age of Empires Gold had Age of Empires 1, mm-hmm. and I think the two expansions that came just before Age of Empires 2. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it consumed my life as a kid. It was the first game I ever had where I couldn't... You know the way you play a game so much, you dream about it at night? Yes, I do, yeah. This was my first first game for that. Uh, and I would... Every now and then, i go on YouTube mm-hmm. just to find a little short clip of the villager saying, Rogan? <laughs> and i just listen to it for 10 minutes. Or the priest, Wooloo is just so famous. It's just so famous. And I remember the cheat, Big Daddy, would spawn this car. Would, could oh, man, Big Daddy, yeah. Fucking oh, hell. that was cool. But, uh, That's how I completed the campaign, because I was a small <laughs> kid. I could not play the game. I was like, okay, Big Daddy. And then one point, the priest took over the car. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I've created an enemy for myself. When, when you have two priests going at it back and forth, that's the, you know. That's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, it was the first, that game got me in, into history. That's why I started, like Irish history, I was always kind of interested in, but like ancient history. Okay, yeah. And from that, my interest grew. I had this encyclopedia series mm. that I would read. And then I went to school and in first year, because we don't have grades, we have years, they're called. Oh, okay. So first year, I, I would have been about 11 maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a history class, and our history teacher, who was also a famous Kerry footballer, um, he just taught us about World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. and Irish history. How old were you? Eleven. World War One, World War Two, eleven. Yeah, he never went into the 
that's the, the not the slaughter in subject. Verdun or that's not the subject you should you should be teaching at just that age. Like he told us about the build up to World War One. Even worse, the political. Could you understand like the political uh, situation? No, no. Yeah, that, but that's what I mean. <laughs> Gavrilo Princip sounded cool, so well, yeah, I was of interested. Course it does. Like, the black hand. Oh my god. Yeah. I have a black hand. And then he, I don't wash it. Oh my he, god. He, talk, he talked. He told. He told us all about uh, World War Two, like the broad so, strokes. So the broad he, strokes. He just taught you whatever the fuck he just wanted to talk about, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. There okay. was no. There was no uh, curriculum. Okay, you know so I mean? at least he had passion. Then I think. Oh, he did. Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That's great. Um, because he would he would teach us in very broad strokes, so he would never tell us about individual battles. Mm-hmm. He would tell us like when it comes to World War Two, mm-hmm. he would uh, just talk about the rise of Hitler. Yeah, he'd never speak about the Holocaust or any of that stuff. He would talk about the rise of Hitler, the early stages of the war, the Blitzkrieg in Poland, the all that stuff mm-hmm. le- leading up to the invasion of Normandy. Just broad strokes. But that's actually a good thing because you don't really have to learn the individual dates and the individual years. Like if you're a type of person who just likes to memorize facts, that's fine. But history, like most of history, is actually like understanding the processes and what leads to what, like what are the consequences of some action or some process. Ah, but in second year, oh? that's when we were supposed to go into ancient history, medieval history, all that stuff. Quite a leap, I would say. Yeah, but it never happened. It never happened? Not enough kids signed up for history because it was a, an elective at the time. And you could choose? Yeah, you could choose. So you were like at that point then 12 years old? Yeah. 12 years old and you have to make choices in your own curriculum. And I'm not sure that works out. And nobody chose history. It was me and one other kid. I'm gutted by that. And nobody chose art. It was me and two other kids. I would not have chosen Now, art. we campaigned for art. We went from class to class, mm-hmm. telling basically telling the scumbags in school, "Look, art is a, a dos. It's a you can do whatever you want. You yeah, don't have you true, just. Yeah. It's an hour where you just you can sit at the back and just fucking ma- masturbate if you want. Like <laughs> you can do whatever you want. So we convinced them to sign up for art. So uh-huh. we got art. No, but we couldn't convince anyone to sign up for history. So history went away, and I never got to study history in school. Damn. And that really stunted my... Because there was no internet back. There was no Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, there was no nothing. There was like fucking three websites on the internet. I mean, like when I grew up, I, I also did not use the internet that much. I just like had, had the fortune that my parents bought me books. That was Lucky it. you. Like I had... I think I had a like a book that had all the like the major battles and engagements throughout its history, and also actually had like Asian history, like also had in campaigns in like the Mughal conquest of I- India, for instance. Actually, had like the wars between Japan and Japan and Korea, like the f- cool naval battles they had over there. So I had actually a pretty cool like uh, overview. I have to thank my parents for that. Yeah. Yeah, my parents bought me this massive volume of of encyclopedias. Which I think is fairly common. A lot of kids' parents do this. Uh, we had these as well. And actually, my grand grandpa bought me a uh, set as well. But, it, I mean, it's just printed encyclopedias are like a thing of the past. Because shit it's changes. It's so outdated it, now. Shit changes so quickly. Like, the D book was my favorite because it was all dinosaurs, right? Dinosaurs. Uh. <laughs> and so many of those dinosaurs don't exist no more. All the dinosaurs have no feathers on them or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, there's a lot of Jurassic Park shit going on in that book. Uh, okay. But that's when I first started reading about Julius Caesar. Okay. And the, the first thing that really like took my fucking breath away mm-hmm. was the fact that the month of July is named after Julius Caesar. Oh, okay. That to me was like, yeah. oh my God, something from ancient times 
has survived. And then I keep reading and I find, oh my goodness, there's all this shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, the, like he made such a mark. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no history in school. So I didn't have somebody else telling me, hey, look, check this out and talk about this. And That's sad. But the worst part about it was because we lost history, so many of the kids in my school learned nothing about Irish history. Yeah, and they will never learn themselves, probably. They just And our school, like, our, our school is run like many schools in Ireland where it's rote learning. Mm-hmm. You know what rote learning is? You're, really. you're just given information to memorize. You're not actually oh. learning anything. So you're memorizing stuff for a test uh-huh. you're, and you're never learning. Mm-hmm. This is why the Irish language is dying. So it was also like they probably thought like in a lecture form pretty much like the teacher just spoke and you were supposed to memorize shit. Yeah, but, but yeah, you're supposed to memorize shit to regurgitate for a test. Yes. And it was one thing for history, math, for math, you, and rote learning is kind of important. But mm. for the language, kids ha- grew up to hate the Irish language because it was taught so poorly mm-hmm. and it was mandatory. I've heard that story actually as well. Yeah. And because of this, kids resented having to learn Irish. They started hating the language. Mm -hmm. And the curriculum was so out. It was from like the 70s. Oh, damn. Okay. Where it was, it was literally rote learning. You were just, here's, right, learn this poem, learn this essay, here, learn this grammar, you know, Mm -hmm. grammar structure. No conversational teaching at all. None. None, not a not a single time were we ever asked to converse with another student in Irish. Oh, Never. That's the main problem with le- like teaching languages at schools because mm-hmm. they mostly teach you the grammar and the poems and whatnot. Like I, I would also learn Baudelaire and all the famous poets in French, and I can actually still cite some poems. But how to speak? Now, why would you need that? But, but we actually had like a really cool Russian teacher and uh, she actually uh, did this kind of stuff with us that we had. Um, basically, we learned Russian in groups. So they divided the classroom in two. And one week, uh, like two or one or two weeks, you would be with this one teacher who was this like classical teacher. We teach you the grammar, read the text and such. And this other teacher would just go around the class asking like, you, how did you spend your uh, school holiday? Tell me in Russian. Speak with me. So she would just allow us to speak. And back then we thought, this is the easiest fucking class ever. We don't have to do any tests. Like, no, we don't have to, like, uh, fill the workbook. None of that shit. N- not, you don't have to learn poems. It's fucking breeze. But afterwards, you, le- you understand, like, oh, my God, that's where I learned. Because yeah. I spoke the, the, the fucking pathways, language. The pathways in your brain were being formed. Yeah, because I was speaking the language. Or yeah. albeit poorly, and I still do it poorly. But I can s- somewhat succeed in speaking Russian. No, I well, I speak a little bit of Irish, but but it it just breaks my heart because they haven't changed it at all. It's the same shit now than when it was fucking twenty years ago. I think we have that luck that the Soviet system collapsed and we had to like restructure the whole school system. Maybe that helped in some ways. Of course, when I grew up, I also had like really shit teachers, like really shit ones. Uh, but nowadays, like how at least how they're training me because I am studying to become teacher. Uh, it's a uh, it's a lot different. It's mostly like the students have to. Well, I'm not, of course, not a language teacher. I'm starting to become a history teacher. It's mostly like you don't have to hold any lectures. You just let the students, you know, read themselves, work themselves in the material, and then like talk about it themselves. So like 
it's not like the teacher is teaching, but the student is learning kind of philosophy. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's how it should that's be. That's awesome, actually, yeah, because it's actually much easier for the teacher because if you explain all the assignments, give them out, and you can just chill around in the classroom like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and in Ireland, it's very lazy to... A lot of people just like to say... Oh yeah, Irish is dying because of eight hundred years of British occupation. That's they, not that easy. They forced I mean. they forced the schools to speak English. Yes, they did a lot of damage, but the Brits haven't run the country since the nineteen twenties. Yeah. What's the, what's your excuse for the last seventy fucking eighty hundred years? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's shitty fucking schools, shitty old curriculums. Teachers who probably cared in the beginning, mm. but they can't do anything to change it, so they get worn out and just fucking. That's fucked up. It's fucked. And it the is. language is such, it's such a, it's, everyone who hears it, it probably sounds like a horrible guttural language to you, but it is a very. So you're saying interesting. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But it's very, it's very poetic language and it can't be, it's a language that can't be directly translated to English poetically. Mm -hmm. So and like a different way of speaking even? Yeah, but. A different way of expressing yourself, in a way. It's like Estonian. Like you, you could take a, an Estonian poem, and you can translate it to English, but <sighs> yeah. it'll lose so much. It will lose, yeah. It will. And especially and if you have like a context behind it, with like a beginning of the twentieth century, like the dream of your own state or something yeah. Estonian already, and then you translate it to English, you could probably do it. You could probably even keep the rhyme if you're creative enough, but you would lose the magic touch. Mm -hmm. And because generations of Irish people grew up to resent the language, there's just no interest in reviving it. None. Damn. And the Gaeltacht, the Gaeltacht areas are areas where Irish is spoken as a, like a, a home language. Like it's spoken as a first language. So you're from that area, right? Yeah. Right. I'm from, well, I'm from, I'm from Tralee, which is on the Dingle Peninsula, which has <laughs> one of the biggest Gaeltachts. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the language is more, I think, carries the second most... Irish-speaking county after Galway, but uh, yeah, there's no. There's, I I worry about the future of the language because I look at the likes of Scottish Gaelic, right, mm -hmm. which has so few speakers. They're all on the Outer Hebrides, and mm -hmm. and when you start looking at the Scottish language, you you start learning about the the Nordic Scottish Gaelic language, <laughs> which was called Norn, which had its very last speaker in the 1970s. And I can see that happening in, Ar in Ireland, Scotland, uh, there being the last fucking speaker and maybe maybe a hundred years, maybe two hundred, maybe a thousand years. But, but eventually the language will die unless something changes. It's the same, actually, with a lot of the Finno-Yugic languages. They are dying. Like They're in Russia. And of course, there is like the official language policy that is like, oh, we will support these languages. But in reality, the only way to get a job, to get a higher education is to study Russian. And these young people, they just move out... And that's how the languages die. And so, like, Estonian, Finnish, make the Mari language, of Hungarian, of course. But other than that, they're pretty much goners. It's just a question of time, really. Yeah. Like, uh, some languages have, like, the, uh, all the speakers are, like, 70 plus. So it's, like, just a question of time. And I know people say that, oh, look, we have we have texts, we have we have essays poems in we have audio recordings it's great no it's, it's not it's not I mean, <laughs> it's tragic it's like we have all that shit in latin and it's still a completely dead language yeah and um in mo many of you know yugic languages actually like this is a language of hunters gatherers where are the written sources yeah they're all secondary and they're not great so 
Mapping like, these languages is... Uh, you know the way my, my fucked up brain was with the moose in the road type of thing? Yeah, yeah. I also often just daydream about just instantly, without knowing it, being time-traveled right back in ancient Rome. Oh, yeah, I have And that, yeah. having to try and explain to people, like... I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> help! <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I'd probably be beheaded on this. They think I'm a fucking... Gaul or something behead me on the spot <laughs> or a fucking I don't know they think, I don't know it'd be weird but anyway yeah no it, it's really sad like I've my friend James James Nagel and Kerry myself and him always talk about we should learn the language and to be fair like our level of Irish is not terrible mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we can understand him better than me but the spoken language very well mm-hmm all it would literally take would be for me and him to live in a Gaeltacht area for maybe a summertime and mm-hmm. we'd, we'd get a hang on the language. But it's fucked. The whole thing's fucked. Kids, uh, we're, we're the exception because we're interested in, in our own language. The weird thing is language it's actually history. like not as fucked because it just requires a reform. It's like education overhaul. And I'll tell you what, not a difficult one either, because the Welsh Mm -hmm. are in the midst of a revival at the moment. In Northern Wales, they have so many young speakers Mm. of the language who speak at home. What about Cornish? Same? (sighs) That died, I know. Cornish Cornish actually actually died at one point. Well, Cornish is weird because... But it's also like a Breton language, right? It is. It's it's close uh, to Bretagne, but... um, but all they did in Wales was they started, they just introduced simple conversational exercises for kids. Yeah, just have to change the way you learn a language. And kids a language. started to respect the language, started to love speaking the language. And now you have like rugby games where Welsh referees speaking to Welsh player. Don't do that in Welsh. <laughs> so it's not hopeless. It's not, it's not. But... Will the government fucking do it? Probably not. They'll probably stick to the same shit. So you have like no government parties who advocate like an education reform? We do, but election promises are election promises. Election promises are election <laughs> promises, of course. <laughs> like it used, it's, I, I'm not sure, it, I, it's not a requirement for politicians in our parliament mm-hmm. to speak Irish. Mm. It should be. They should, should be. all have to speak Irish. Yeah. Uh, MEPs should all have to speak Irish. If you're representing the country and there's a law in Ireland where we have to have bilingual road signs, we have to have bilingual signs for certain things, the politicians should all speak Irish. Yeah, they should. And if they did, maybe, maybe there'd be some reform. But I think it's like you have this this hope that uh, there's like general understanding like how education works and how you should teach something. And it's, it's becoming like more and more pronounced as time goes forward, like how you should teach something, how you should learn something, how you should let the student, you know, work themselves with the material, how you should even teach languages. If that science, like, just keeps going on and on, there's just so many facts that at one point you can't deny and then you have to, like, do an education reform because you're going to get an upheaval, I think, yeah. at one point. It might not happen soon. It probably won't. But it, won't, it, it will probably happen at one point. I'm not, I'm, I hope that your language will not die out. You know what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to call my friend James right now, live on the podcast. And uh, we're going to talk about this briefly. Wait, can I take a piss break beforehand? Go ahead. We'll we'll, we'll pause the recording and then we can uh, we can come back. Thanks, man. Not a bad beer, this by the way. 
What is it? That's your your favorite brewery, right? No, yeah, it's my favorite brewery. That's like a Imperial Black Baltic Goose. Good afternoon, James. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Grand. I'm in the podcast studio at the moment with my buddy Taure. Hello. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. How's life found I'm in uh, in Wished? Wished Kerry at the moment? Um... Yes, it's kind of Mad Max style, really. The, <laughs> the, the, guard, the, the guards barricaded Killarney yesterday. What do you mean barricaded uh, Killarney? Because of all the Dubliners coming down to their holiday home. <gasps> Did you see that post on Reddit? Um, some angry nurse in Connemara was like, oh, there's all these rich Dubliners coming. We know who you are. We won't forget. Did you see that? I didn't see that, no, but there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that going around Twitter, all right. Uh, to remember, remember the dubs <laughs> when, all, when all this is over. So I have my friend Tauri on, and we were talking about history, and we got into languages. And we began speaking about the Irish language, and um, unfortunately, we're n- neither of us are fluent in it, right? <laughs> nor, nor I, sadly. Yeah. But I mostly just, because you're making this great YouTube channel, shout out to James Nagel, The Irish Nation Lives on YouTube. Um, wonderful channel if you're interested in Irish history. He does great stuff. But as someone who is interested in Irish history, where the fuck do you see the language going? Because we were talking about the revival of Welsh, and I spoke in, at length about the state of the Irish school system and how... It's more a failure of the school system than anything else as to why the language is so kind of not looked at fondly by people here. And I just wanted to get mm. you on to have your thoughts on it. Yeah, it's, it's in a strange place at the moment. There's like some people are saying that there is basically a, a second Celtic revival happening. So you had the, the Celtic revival just over 100 years ago uh, when mm-hmm. a lot of rich people got together and were like, do you know what? We shouldn't let this thing die out. Um <laughs> So there's like, it's being used on Twitter in ways that it's never been used before. It's been used on YouTube. There's people streaming on Twitch. Oskaige, uh, Chigi Kahar has a has a, a Twitch channel which it hasn't used in a while. So it's becoming kind of more and more, to a degree, accessible. Like you know, up until about ten years ago, like when we were young, it was basically there was a couple of cartoons in Irish. South Park. Maybe they had South Park in Irish. Too. They did. They, did. they had. They had. Yes. Can you Chichi send Carol, me a recording of some kind? Oh man, it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you. Oh yeah, do it. <laughs> they've they've dubbed the Harry Potter movies into Irish and the Scooby Doo, the no. live action Scooby Doo, into Irish. No, no, Harry Potter. Yeah. They have dubbed it into Irish. Yeah. Please, they I, have. I, yeah. I, I, I need it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I need it. Oh, I'll, I'll hook you up. You'll be an expert in the language in, this, in no time. No, this is just that's just awesome to watch. <laughs> So there is actually a, a bit of a revival. I, I see I'm not aware of this because I, ha- I haven't lived in the country for years and I don't kind of keep up with things uh, as it is, you know? Yeah. Again, the revival is in a strange way as well. I think kind of what kicked it all off a couple of years ago was somebody set up a Duolingo course in Irish, but that's mm. been abandoned with a couple of years. Nobody's updated it. There's, I think there's a lot of mistakes on it and stuff like that and nobody's kind of done anything with it. So the, the Duolingo team actually went to Oris and Uclaron and met the president there a couple of years back um, as part of that because it was just like, well done, here's a, here's a medal or something, or you can pet the dog. <laughs> so the president has two awesome dogs that everyone is in love with. That's right, the Irish president um, has two um, Bernese Mountain dogs that everyone uh, like, loves. You know? Okay. 
Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It is. It is being used kind of more, more and more. There was a joke a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months back that Sinn Fein's results in the election were down to um, all the Gaelskallana that have been set up. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we we do have Estonian listeners, so we should explain that Sinn Fein mm-hmm. are the. Um, the kind of jeez, James, you you you'll do a better job of describing Sinn Fein than I would. Oh God, I, that's the thing is, how do you even describe <laughs> Sinn Fein? I the 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 thing that they're most famous for, or most well known for, is their association with um, the Irish Republican Army, the Provisional Irish Republican Army, one of the paramilitaries that was the involved IRA. in IRA, yeah. uh, Northern Ireland. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's several of them today. Now there's the Continuity IRA, the Real IRA, the Provisional IRA, the Official IRA. And then there's just guys who call themselves the new IRA and then simply the IRA. So there's a lot of them. And what about um, what about the JIRA, the James IRA? I hear that's getting a bit active now lately. Uh, no, the um, <laughs> membership membership hasn't been great. We haven't been we haven't been uh, What you need the coronavirus you, you need, you need, gun, you need guns. What do you need? <laughs> yeah, hey, we'll hook you up. We got a lot of guns over here. Oh, nice actually. That's right. Yeah, I've seen some, uh, <laughs> some stuff on the Instagram. Yeah, I'll have to give you a shout. Uh, but yeah, so Sinn Fein have they haven't been kind of going anywhere with the last couple of years. They've been just sitting in opposition and saying, you know, you should do all these crazy things and nobody took them seriously. And then people got sick of the government and voted for them en masse at the last election, which was held in February. So they're now, uh, they weren't even expecting it. So they didn't run enough candidates, but if they had run enough candidates, they would have easily been able to form the newest government. So it's a three, a three way tie at the moment between the three biggest parties in the state. And they, they, they're uh, also Sinn kind Fein, of pushing against in in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland has not had a government for for a while, mm-hmm. and a part of the of that is because there was this language law that the DUP, which is the Unionist pro British party, I've were, heard stories about that. Part. Yeah, they were they were against this this language law. So yeah, I suppose I never actually thought about that. Sinn Fein would they, be looking for reform, and aren't the, they like really conservative as well, like the Unionist yeah, party? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's what I heard. Don't like gays. Yeah, none of that. Okay, no, none of that. Okay. One of the a DUP councillor came out recently and said that the coronavirus was caused by the the legalisation of gay marriage and abortion in Ireland last year. Ah, absolute self. Of um, course it was. Nice. Yes. Come on, man. I mean, I love to hear an educated opinion. But mm. this coronavirus thing is funny. I saw a video um, of this British woman. Um, she cornered these two. Uh, British telecom workers who were laying down fiber optic cable oh, yeah. and was accusing oh. them of you're, you're laying down 5G you know 5G is causing the coronavirus mm. and the two lads were like I don't know talk to my supervisor I don't know what you're <laughs> fucking hell those people just those people yeah yeah 5G has been trending in Ireland with the last couple of days because there's Siberia a couple of people out, nice this time out around that again <laughs> well, there's no 5G in Siberia mm. right? <laughs> oh right it's not nice <laughs> that's where we'll that's where we'll ship everybody. Everyone here <laughs> has never been done before. No, it's oh, never oh, been oh, attempted. <laughs> so like um does that mean your outlook for the language is is better than it was before or what? Yeah, so I think there's so Goyle Scullina uh Irish, is, Irish it, it really means Irish school and it's where the entire curriculum is taught uh, true Irish so like when we would have been in secondary school and primary school there would have been an hour of Irish a day where just mm. incomprehensible grammar was thrown up on the on the blackboard and you learnt it off by heart um, I still think it's it's amazing like I know you said about the, the education system but the entire education system in Ireland is broken because its job is not really to educate you 
it to prepare you to sit a single exam yeah. and to mm. regurgitate as much information as you can out onto the paper for that. So when you look at the amount of people who can't speak a word of the Irish language, but they were able to write pages and pages of the most beautiful Irish mm-hmm. that they couldn't understand for their for their like, uh, uh, for their leaving. Service. There's this this great author who lived on the Blasket Islands off the west coast of Ireland called Peg Sayers, right? Mm-hmm. And she mm. she wrote a book called Peg, and there was a section of this book that we were forced to just learn, and it was mm. it was a it was it was like a, I if I remember it, the character was Biddy Early. And there was something, I forget the whole thing, but we were forced to basically learn several paragraphs of this story. And just to, just to, recur, just to remember it until the test time, regurgitate yeah. it, get your pass rank, and then out the door. You don't have to think about it anymore. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So, so you are nowadays, you are seeing Irish actually has a kind of, um, I won't say utility, but, you know, there are... Uh, young people coming up through the education system, using it on a daily basis, talking to each other in Irish. Um, and, you know, there's lots of slang um, emerging in the language now. I saw bronzies as a word yesterday. So brown is sorry. So bronzies is kind of like saws. <laughs> like um, saws. That's a great thing. Yeah. Bronzies. That shows the language is I alive. do remember you telling me, James, about yeah. diarrhea, which means serious. So kids were starting to yeah. say, diarrheously? Is it seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, there is, you know, it is, it is actually, I think there's, there's people who have very bad memories of the language, the older generation and the younger generation isn't kind of infected with that as much. Uh, when I say infected, you know, they haven't grown up with really bad memories of the language. My mother, for example, went through the education system in the the forties and fifties, and she had Irish literally beaten into her. That's right. Um, yeah. To a degree where she she couldn't count in English, she could count in Irish, um, but she couldn't actually count in English. So whenever my father asked her to to add up things, she'd have to do it in Irish and then translate. So she obviously wasn't too pushed for me to learn Irish. But now you're com- you're seeing a younger generation that's coming up. They don't have these bad memories of the language. It's a it's a source of pride and. Um, there's there's all these new avenues. Uh, I just spent I just spent the last doing. like hour bashing the education system, not mm. knowing that there was actual this now romantic like revolution around the language around That's young awesome, people. Though. Hey, I'm happy to learn this. Absolutely, it's it's really at kind of grassroots level at the moment, and I think it'll be a couple of years before you you see it. It's it's going to be a slow hard slog. It's not not something that we'll see overnight. The Gaeltacht regions are still in massive difficulty. Um, a Russian is trying to save one of the Gaeltachts in South Kerry. Oh, uh, wow. a, a Russian guy with fluent Irish uh, was appointed That's to one character. of the one of the Kerry. That, yeah, oh, absolutely. That yeah. reminds me, like I was drinking in Highlander in um, Tallinn like a few years ago, and I met a Swedish guy who spoke fluent Irish. Hmm. And he was like, yeah. he was ashamed on my behalf that I did, I couldn't like speak, converse with him. You know, damn. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of like Gaelic regions in Sweden and Norway and and um, Europe and things like this. But uh, it is then again, it is a notoriously difficult language to learn. So when people like myself and yourself kind of decide in our in our old age that we're gonna <laughs> we're going to live up to Patrick Pierce's memory and teach ourselves Irish, yeah. and you go on Duolingo and it's like, oh god. Uh, there's hope for us yet, James. We'll, uh, you know, I just on this podcast put my neck out the line and said that by April 9th, 
of 2021. Oh, yeah. I'll be doing I'll be doing this podcast with Tauri in fluent Estonian, and if not, I'll be shaving my head and my beard. So I'm fucked. Oh my! Oh wow! Oh man! So yeah, bets are high. I, I have I have two potentially two difficult languages on my plate. Yeah. Oh wow! What what's the resources like for learning Estonian? Now I know you're immersed in the language. Ask Tauri. Tauri, you'd know, right? For learning Estonian, I mean, it's it's not really. If you grow up here, you can never have this. Oh, that like I hate the language, or it's like forced upon mm-hmm. me because it's the main form of communication here. Like you can have the secondary language, of course, and everyone in Estonia does. If you grow up, you do speak at least English. Like that's that's your, mm-hmm. what you have. You have to. Everyone's bilingual at least. You if you're like if you have a good edu- education like myself, <laughs> then you at least you know <laughs> at least like three or three or four languages. So, oh, well. yeah, yeah. So it's uh, in Estonia, it's like, and I'm not sure it's like that comparable. No, because it's, it's interesting because from a very, very young age, kids start to learn English now. Yes. Because of YouTube, cartoons, all that. Yeah. And those pathways that form in the brain lend easily to learning more languages in the future. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, in, in Ireland, well, when I was a kid mm. in Ireland in school, Irish kind of being forced on you, being mandatory. Mm-hmm. We never developed that kind of ability to take on another language easily, you know? I mean, I had my first, like, formal lessons in English uh, when I was 12. So it's actually pretty late. But, but you I, could probably speak it anyway. But right? I had Cartoon Network. And I, en- <laughs> I enjoyed that shit. I, like, uh, had, nice. I had Courage the Cowardly Dog. I had Ed, oh, Ed, and man, Ed. Courage. I had Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Which <laughs> oh, was shit. my favorite cartoon of all time. It's awesome. Sp- Speaking of cartoons, just an announcement. I'm going to be uploading the entire series of Wacky Races tonight for, anyone's, uh, who, for anyone who wants to watch it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I knew the language before I like, went to class. When I went to class, I was like, I can speak this language. I, why are the lessons here? They're for the other idiot kids. Not for, not for me. <laughs> Little elitist <laughs> shit, Tori Einberg, fucking looking down on his peers. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, James, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, man. No, so I wish you, you were thank here you because me. because we we had a nice discussion about the Byzantine Empire and and the fucking the Julius Caesar and yeah, ancient Rome and a shit. bit of Alexander the Great. A bit the, of Alexander the Great, yeah. Oh well. So I would have loved to have you in studio, James. Hey, have, maybe we can meet sometime, huh? Hey, after the coronavirus absolutely, is over, absolutely. James. That's right. In in studio in in Tallinn. Imagine that. You know, we're oh, wow, that, live. Right? Live. <laughs> <laughs> or in Ireland. Or in Ireland. Hey, even better. We'd never know. It's, it's, uh, absolutely, yeah. Like when the Late Late Show travels to America. <laughs> you could do, you could do uh, an episode in Ireland. But for anyone listening, James Nagel, my good friend, he runs um, a very great uh, YouTube channel about <clears throat> Irish history, specifically looking at the War of Independence a um, hundred years ago. And he was actually on the Great War podcast uh, last week, um, talking to Flo from from the Great War about the channel and taking um, listener questions and stuff. So yeah, he's fucking, he's doing well. And if you mm-hmm. check it out, Irish Nation lives on YouTube. Little plug for James there. <laughs> oh, thank you. James, thanks a million for, for yeah, calling thanks, in. Thanks, man. Thanks. Not at all, not at all. Thanks for calling me. And uh, How's the weather? The How, the how's the weather back home? Um, I don't know. I haven't been outside the door in, in a week. <laughs> and, it's, and it's actually it's beautiful. And James is he, he lives like in a 
very rural part of the county mm-hmm. on the side of a mountain and he's social distancing mm-hmm. we should be looking to James for inspiration that's what we there should there you go absolutely yeah because here I am it's driving around life. Tallinn like an idiot <laughs> my, my life hasn't changed one bit since the coronavirus <laughs> yeah. it's had no impact on me whatsoever me I've too. seen as people as I usually see <laughs> but how is it Marshall Zukov he has a dog named Marshall Zukov you have a oh my god <laughs> Yeah, he has. He has. I when I uh, somebody came to the door once and I had is to explain. Is he the hero of Ireland? Like, <laughs> um, he's he's a hero of, of this small general region. He he sits out the middle of the road and he uh, surveys everything that passes. And whenever I approach, he looks away, but he still growls mm. like. Yeah, he doesn't like the look but of not me. Making eye contact. He knows I'm Estonian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he always growls. Ah, fucking Zukov is, he might be one of my oldest enemies, but he's one of my dearest friends too at the same time. It's, it's that type of relationship. I'm sure he feels the same way. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Give him a pat for me, yeah? I will, of course. I will, of course. All right, James. Thanks yeah. for thanks for answering and take care, yeah? No, take care, man. Sure. Not at all. All the best to you guys. Good Talk luck. To you, later. See you as well, mate. See ya. See ya. So yeah, there we go. Oh, nice. Little, little swerve. Little swerve. So there you go. I guess I was wrong then. I guess I was wrong. Maybe the language it. will survive. Hey, there's anything to be wrong about? That's the thing. Man. That's the thing. So yeah, good luck to all the, the the people back home learning the language. You know, it's actually like a good upbeat note. It is nice because to hear that actually young people are interested now. Yeah, because well, whatever about people like me, thirty year olds who are regretting <laughs> not having an interest in the language, to hear that young people are at it, that's good. I like but that. But if you have that regret and they have the inspiration, that's the perfect combination. Well, shit, I have two two languages to learn now in a year. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> You're gonna get busy, man. <laughs> I shaved my pubes and I was well, man. Fucking hell. Ah. <laughs> so, so let's have a chat about video games. Oh, let's have a chat about video games. What were the games you um, grew play? up around? Yeah. Rise of Nations. Oh, was you're, you're a 4X guy, yeah? I was. I grew up on Rise of Nations and na- even still, to this day, I can bet you, if I start the game from Ancient Angel till Nukes, it takes me like 15 minutes. Really? Yes. It's one game I never played. Like, um, I played it with, with, with friends. I was like, oh my God, let me introduce you to this game. <laughs> and they were like, okay, but I want to... They were like, okay, but we want to play Survival of the Fittest. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> and then I had this moment in the game where they're like attacking my oil platform with pi- pikemen. <laughs> I sent my <laughs> Lancaster bombers after them. <laughs> that was so funny. That was always one of my favorite things about playing Civ 4 was... Because Civ 4 was the, the first... Civ I played with other people. I played Civ 3, uh-huh. but just by myself, you know. Um, in Civ 4, there was always something so... And maybe this is where conquest in, in mankind comes from, this mm-hmm. thirst for conquest. Yeah. When you would get into, like, World War II period, and you would drive your tank, and there'd still be a barbarian <laughs> group with clubs... And you're like, ah, we- weapons fucking testing. annihilate them. It's like <laughs> weapons testing commencing. <laughs> but like, it, it was just always so funny that the barbarians in Civ Four they evolve or not evolve, they progress mm-hmm. alongside you and from mm-hmm. five on. Mm-hmm. But in Civ Four, build walls and they just they're like, Whoa, and they're they're always so confident too <laughs> in their little wooden fort with their clubs. And here I am with my fucking tank. <laughs> <laughs> they may never take our lives. <laughs> they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. And then you're just like... So Rise, Rise of Nations. Yeah, fuck. I never... I've always seen it. It was a great game. Or it still is. Yeah. I still... Uh, actually, I don't play it nowadays that much. Because can you even get it running anymore? I can. Because it had a re-release t- 2014. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. In HD. 
still looks the same, but I think the game always looked great. So no, no real issues for me. I, I'm also not like a big fan of graphics in general. I think it's a, a cool addition, but I have other aspects of the game that are Style more important. Style graphics, right? Style, story, yeah. gameplay. gameplay if, yeah. the, if the game looks great, but it's shit to play, I'm not going to play it. But, um, but actually, like, Rise of Nations is this type of a game that um, it takes, like, one match is about, like, 40 minutes, an hour. But after the one game, I feel like I've just spent like two hours. <laughs> I'm just sweating. <laughs> it's an RTS. Every second matters. I know all the hotkeys. I know what I have to build in what order, how to you know build my civilization, how to progress. And it's so stressful. It's not a chill oh, game. Oh, so Rise of Nations is not a 4X game. It's an, no, it's, it's an RTS. It's an RTS. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It's an RTS, yeah. Huh. Yeah. 4X is like a space, you mean? Like no, no, 4X for, is like... Um, um, just to inform uh, Crusader, Ki- uh, not uh, Crusader Kings Crusader Kings is grand strategy right uh, that's 4X though it is, is I, it? I, I've always Fuck. thought like 4X is like Stellaris and like space oh uh, maybe it is I'm so dumb yeah but, uh, Stellaris is 4X because you have four so. levels of, of <laughs> this is like the only time where I'm able to like have more knowledge about game genres because in general I don't know shit I'm terrible. Yeah, I, I I don't know much. I like for me, my my Rise of Nations mm-hmm. was Age of Empires. No, actually, because I I played Age of Empires religiously, but the game I still play today because mm-hmm. I I, ca- I can't go back and play Age of Empires. So no. drum roll. I wouldn't even be able to run it. It was um, Call of Duty Red Alert Two. Oh, Red I still Alert. play this today, but I keep having to jump through hoops to get it running. Mm-hmm. It keeps crashing, mm-hmm. so. I might have to hang it up in the wall because it's... Actually, I have some games that I grew up with. One of my favorites that I still play to this day is not a, not actually a strategy game. It's Mafia 1. Mafia 1? That, was a, that one. was a PS2 game, right? It was. It's on PS2, but the PS2 version is the shit version because they're really terrible draw distance. Yeah. But it's like... Um, it's kind of a GTA clone, but it's got like a lot more emphasis on story. The open world is not as alive, but it's a great story. It's like this guy who uh, pretty much he's a ca- taxi driver during the Great Depression. And uh, some mafiosos like, uh, crash their car during a chase and sit in his taxi. And now they have a getaway driver and you have to get away. But what I love about the game is after that mission, you get paid a lot. And he's like, I'm going to forget this because this is the mafia. I'm going to forget this and I'm going to go ar- like around doing my job, which is the normal reaction, by the way. Like, I hate the games which have like, oh my God, I did one criminal thing. I got paid a lot and now I'm a fucking criminal. I love it. It's it's not like that. Like, yeah. And he was like, um, okay, I'm just going to forget this. But then he's pretty much like forced into the life, which is probably the way it would be in most cases. So it's like a really cool game where he like constantly questions what he does. And I love that. Inter- I didn't know that the Mafia one was set back then. I, I, because I'm always on. Like, I wanna I wish, I wish just once, <laughs> Rockstar will abandon mo- like GTA games in modern times. Make a Prohibition era GTA game. Mm. Make like uh, back but when you know they're moving towards it though. Like Red Dead Redemption, you can't make any more. Okay, you could make you one more of the like the prequel era more, but. I loved Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 1, but actually, like, Red Dead Redemption 2, I have it on PC. I haven't finished it still. It's so, like, shit to get play because Rockstar is... They make games for consoles and it's shit to play on a keyboard. <laughs> PC Master Race, no. man. <laughs> PC Master Race. I hate that too. I, I like the Dead Souls here. Have you tried? Have you ever tried to play Dead Souls 2 on PC? No. 
You can't. It's it's built for console. I it's, actually, it's, in, it's terrible. In general, like have a hate of these people who prefer a certain platform. I think like all games should be available on all all platforms. I agree. It's like a it's like an art form. Nintendo like people of, are the worst, by the it's way. Like, yeah, it's like a way of expressing yourself. So why not have it to be like as convenient as possible? Finally, it seems we're moving towards crossplay being a thing. Because yeah. the big thing was. Platform exclusive means you like you can only play with someone on, on PlayStation, but now yeah. they're moving towards Xbox can play I'm, with PS4. I mean, I fucking hope so because it's so stupid. They're fucking themselves over if they don't. It's so stupid to be proud of like, oh my god, I have a PS4 and I can play this game. Why are you proud of this? You haven't made any contribution to this whatsoever. Like, you just bought a console. Uh, you're a consumer. That's all you you're are. A consumer, you're a consumer. Yeah. Like, you're not a developer. And why would you support this? Like, do you not want? That other people can play this awesome game you've been playing? Just a thought. Having said that, I, I could never see myself buying an Xbox. No, I mean, like, I, I think, like, you should have your own preferred platform, but you can play all the games on it. I would say it like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I could I could play on Xbox. I could play on PS, PS because I have a PlayStation 3. That's as far as I went. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But uh, after that, I just had a good computer because yeah. I play strategy games. I can't use a controller to play these games yeah i'm a pc guy 100 percent. i can't which is very interesting because i'm playing this this new call of duty game the free one the battle royale, ah, the battle the royale Warzone one. one right how is it how is it it's weird that i'm paired with console players because my level of accuracy with a mouse and keyboard is so much higher than theirs well, it is, i'm yeah. sorry it, it just is it just is but you are the master race yeah, I am the fuck like because it's, but it's Warzone is and here's I have a lot to say about Warzone because there's a lot of people playing it right now. Yeah, a lot, like millions. And there's a lot of fucking idiots playing this game right now yes. because I, I've stuck to solos. I can't fucking play with other people anymore because you're all fucking stupid, right? If you're not playing with your friends and in a tight squad where you have like speech element, you're talking to each other. Forget about it. Like, every time I'm matched with randoms, yeah, they always want to go straight into the action, straight into the middle, man. We'll go, yeah, man. No. The, the whole idea of this is go to the edge of the map, sneak around, be quiet, loot the buildings, get your equipment level up first. Don't fucking parachute <laughs> right into the middle of the circle. Oh, I mean, the hot zone, I am awesome player. <laughs> I played a game of this. I, I tried to get it running on my laptop. I can't. I should. My specs are good for it, but it just it's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. But when I play on my PC back home, I had this game last week. And my God, totally. I'll never forget this. This is so fucking... Ugh. So I, me, Tim. I was the squad leader. Okay. I picked the drop zone. Okay. If you disagree with me, fine. Fuck you. Go away on your own. I don't give a shit. Press E to stop following. <laughs> so I picked the quarry, right? Now, the quarry is a section of the, the map on the top right. Um, I never land in the quarry because it's a giant fucking bowl quarry. Mm -hmm. And you've... You're fucked. Like, you're on the low ground so the whole you, time. So you land on the edge, scope out the area. I land on the high ground above the uh -huh. quarry. Yeah, as one does. Now, the high ground above the quarry has one or two shacks, right? It has mm -hmm. maybe a house. Um, it has a church with... No, a firehouse so with a, a bell like, tower. Like a bit of loot. Yeah, but you see, at the early stages of the game, you don't need 50 buildings mm -hmm. with glowing chests. Yeah. Two is all you need. You yes. need an assault rifle, a sniper if that's your thing, an SMG... Ammo, 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 and these metal plates that you can protect mm -hmm. yourself with, right? Mm -hmm. These fucking idiots are like, no, 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 we're <laughs> going right in the middle of the circle. Oh, now, yay. the last game I played, I came second. Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, look, I came second. I just, I'll just go with these lads because they can be my bullet shield. <laughs> Players can attack them and I'll just do my sneaking. I am the Marshal Zhukov. I will send in the cannon for them. <laughs> <laughs> and growl at me. And they're just running around, like running, sprinting around. And the whole thing a war zone is, footsteps are like, that's your thing. You, mm-hmm. you, it's a stereo mm-hmm. game, so you can hear exactly where everyone is. And they're just running around in the middle of the circle trying to find stuff. They both die instantly. Of right? course. They both die instantly. Have you played Warzone? No, but uh, I played Apex Legends, and it sounds quite similar. It's in that similar. Sense. It's better royale. It's yeah, yeah but on, if you have stereotype like hearing, yeah, it's and, it's and in Warzone, um, when you die, you get sent to the gulag, <laughs> and you have a chance to fight your way out to get back to respawn. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So these two fuckers go to the gulag, and they both die. So they leave. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're shit from the beginning. They're shit. They're terrible. They're probably teenagers who are used to whatever the fuck Minecraft. Right. Yeah. They die, and I'm left, and this is very early stages of the game. I'm solo now against, whatever, 60 teams of three men each. <laughs> and I do my sneaking around, man. I'm sneaking around. You move with the zone. I do. I go straight for the edge of the map. I head straight out. No vehicles, no nothing. No running. Creeping. Go as prone. As look should, around. As you should, by look the around. way. Listen, stop, listen. Oh, is that wind? Is it footsteps? Oh, I don't know. This is like gameplay guys with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> It should be. So I get to the edge of the map and I start getting some serious fucking loot, man. Some insane aye, weapons. Aye. Like whenever you pick up a really good weapon in um, Warzone, mm-hmm. this like power chord riff plays. I'm <laughs> 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 just like fucking wow. swing headbanging when I'm playing this game, listening to these power chords. Damn. And I get to the last 15. And there's only three teams left. So I do the, the math in my head thinking like three, six, nine. So maybe there's three teams of three. Maybe there's two. Maybe there's one. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, well, actually, no. One of the guys actually didn't die. One of the guys went to the gulag and died, but he didn't quit. Uh-huh. So he's spectating me. Uh-huh. And you can buy them back, right? So I have just enough to buy this guy back. And I'm like, right. Last 15, I'll buy him back. Mm-hmm. So I buy him back. And I check the map and I see him like fall. And he's not like mo- like his little arrow is not moving. It's not like turning and looking around or anything like that. He fa- he just left the keyboard. He left the <laughs> he left the keyboard. He he left. He went to go so he just he the, the parachute automatically pulls at a certain thing, uh-huh. and he just glided down and he's just sitting there in the middle of a fucking airstrip, just sitting there. <laughs> And I spent my fucking last $4,500 getting this guy back. I could have got a fucking UAV to see where all the people are around me. <laughs> and he gets killed immediately. And while I'm watching him be killed, I get shot in the back of the head. Uh, and I lose everything. Damn. So I'm, oh my God, Tori, I was, I was so angry. I was so, <laughs> so Do you know what? If you want angry. to play Call of Duty, I haven't played it, but I think we could play together at one point. If you have a decent PC, of course. I have a decent PC. Yeah, it's I have free. A custom, I have a custom build. It's okay. But uh, I play like Apex regularly with uh, two friends of mine. So we have a team of three. Yeah, Apex is very similar. It's very it is, similar. yeah. And uh, we are shit at shooting. Okay? We suck. We know that, by the way. So we I think play- most people are shit. The recoil in those games is very but severe. We played a game tactically, I like to think. That's it, man. That's it. So what we once did was we went to like a mountain pass which had a loot zone. But the loot zone had like a cliff hanging above it. So what we did, we didn't loot the crates. We went up on the cliff 
and let's just like pointed our machine guns at the loot crates, saw some team coming up, opened the crates and we're like, three, two, one, open fire, massacred the whole team because we were at a superior position. We use our advantage and it was a fucking beautiful moment. You see, a lot of people would call that camping, but it's not really. But it's Cam not. No, because camping is when you're inside like a building. And you're, because you're we, did, we did that against the wall. We, like, we left them a bait which we didn't open. Mm -hmm. We could have, maybe it had better, better loot. We didn't have any good shit ourselves, but we used the, like the game design and the level to our advantage because on the general, we are like shit people in video games. Like I can't shoot for shit. <laughs> I'm P terrible. Please play Warzone with me. I'm sick of being stuck with these I random will, idiots. I will, man. I, I got my mic today. We can communicate. We can play. Yeah. These fucking zoomers who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Though it does take quite a lot of space up on the PC, does it? 90 gigs. <laughs> and that's okay. I'll just uninstall some shit. It's fine. Each, I have a, each patch is like six gigs. Yeah, well. but I have a good internet connection. I have like a hundred megabyte download. So it's fine. I have 500. Oh, okay. Not at the moment. I'm in Schnelli Hotel where I get two. I tried to download Wacky Races last night. It took me mm. all night. Well, but uh, at least, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine with what I have. It's great. Fucking do it. Please, God. Because so Dan keeps telling me, look, uh, do you want to play now? And then I'm like, yeah, I added you. And, and he just nothing. He's not around. <laughs> and Caleb keeps saying, but I won't even. I, they're just Caleb fucking. Caleb plays CS. Doesn't he? Uh, he plays Warzone too, but they're never on when I'm on. I don't like CS that much because I feel like it's not very much of a tactical game, but more of like a reaction speed type of a game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think. Well, because it's a, it's like, um, it's like a skirmish. It's like a, you know, it's, it's either teams against teams or one v one. There's no like, yeah, grand idea behind it. Yeah, actually, speaking of grand idea, speaking of battle royale, speaking of nuclear winter, I was one of the people who bought. Fallout 76, my friends. <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> mwah, mwah. No, it should have been like... That's the more correct reaction. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't pay full price. I paid like 30 euro for it, which is 30 euro too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But anyone who paid money for that, you should have seen from the, the gameplay that it we was should very... Have. It should have, yeah. I actually bought it because it was I was finished. They released of it course. unfinished. You know? I had a lot of, I had actually like three friends who had pre-orders. So I was like, I'm going to buy this uh, at launch because I can play with them just to play with them. And that was fun. I actually think like I got my 30 euros worth of gameplay out of it. Sure, I did. Not that it's worth that much. God, no, it's a fucking terrible game. Should have been free, actually. They should have been free to been free, play yeah. and should have had mm. uh, just constant updates yeah. and it would have been awesome. But right now, as it is, of course, it should have an update now, like next week. should have Wastelanders, which supposedly adds a story and NPCs. Yeah, and but it's that. already soured in people's minds. It's already soured. You know? It's already gutted all the story. I loved Fallout. This year is very sad because we don't have E3 to look forward to. We don't have Gamescom to look forward but, uh, to. We, we have a game to look forward to, my friend. We have. Don't even say it. Don't even fucking say Cyberpunk. We have Cyberpunk. <laughs> Why not? That's going to be a disaster. You think it's going to be a I'm disaster? I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say it's going to be disappointing. Why, why do you think so? Look, I love CD Projekt Red, right? Yeah, as everyone does. Played The Witcher 2. I never played The Witcher 1. I played The Witcher 2 as my first I one. only played the third one, actually. Well, I played the second one because I had this I had a Titan I, I graphics all, card and I wanted I have, to test the... I have all three. I bought them in like a collection, but uh, I I've only played the third one. But I, I, See, I, I, I love the second one. But the third one has Skellige, so I'm like, ah, yeah. The third one is interesting in a way that I personally don't like RPGs that have a defined character in the center, like uh, Geraint Lee is. 
I love like Fallout New Vegas, which is like you're a guy who delivered mail, but your whole backstory it's is the best yours, yours to make. It's the best Fallout. It's the best Fallout. I currently have a run with one intelligence where I I beat up every person I meet and I never speak to anyone. <laughs> just a gopnik going around, yeah. <laughs> king hitting people. Like my only weapon, <laughs> my only weapon is uh, knuckle dusters, which are called love and hate. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. And that's it. I just meet a person there and they're like. Oh, uh, can I speak with you? And then I'm like, I'm going to wear your the head of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, but that game, the fact that it gives you this opportunity is fucking amazing, though. It's a proper, it's for me, because Fallout 3. Uh, it was an okay game, but it was a good game, but not a great Fallout. Yeah, but Fallout New Vegas feels like they took Fallout 1 and 2's concept yes. and brought it to 3D yes. more. Yes. Have you Much played, more dialogue. Have you played it. four? I have. I have. <laughs> I have. Yes, as well. I did. I didn't like it, not because. Not the only reason I didn't like it was they should not have had that base building nonsense in there. They should have uh, just focused on fucking story. What I think is that four is a it's a great game, but it's a shit Fallout. <sighs> it's not even a great game, though. I mean, gameplay-wise, it, it provides you entertainment. It's It's got great shooting when mechanics. When the mods are better than the game, it's... I mean, it's the case with every Fallout, though. Yeah. Is it I not? Guess. Well, New Vegas almost feels like a mod, doesn't it? <sighs> New Vegas, actually? You can play vanilla. I'm playing vanilla right now. But it feels like a mod of Fallout 3. It does, but it's the same engine. Same engine, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they had, like, 18 months to make the game. Yeah. And they didn't get the bonus. Because what, what bonus? so they had a contract with Bethesda that if they reached a certain Metacritic score, they would get the bonus, and they were one point short, and they didn't <sighs> pay them. Obsidian deserved the fucking score, man. And after that, they had serious financial shit, like they had to crowdfund Pillars of Eternity and all that. They were like seriously hampered. Fuck for that, Pillars of Eternity. I haven't played it actually. I should. I played it with Pia, mm -hmm. and it was a test. <laughs> <laughs> Because I am an impatient piece of shit. Uh, and the way well. they built the multiplayer for Pillars of Eternity was not very multiplayer friendly. Mm -hmm. You, It wasn't like if she went off and talked to a quest giver, I had to be nearby to hear the, uh, the quest. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like a Borderlands 2 type of a situation. Yeah, that's it's not good. Like if, if whoever leaves the... Whoever's leading the party, mm -hmm. if I talk to a quest... Like, she should have gotten a text box with the, with the text because I'm losing so much story by by splitting off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, so I, that was a struggle, but I, I finished it and it was fucking great. Very good game. Uh, I have actually bought like Tyranny. I don't know if it's mm, any, yeah, uh, yeah, but I haven't completed it. I got stuck. Oh, that's the story of my life. There's so many games I can't. I haven't. Completed. I haven't uh, finished Witcher Three, for instance. Still, me like, neither. I'm I, I'm right when I I actually. I started it with like uh, the difficulty, blood and broken bones. And you know what? It feels like an okay challenge. It's not too difficult even. And it's so oh, Because weird. The, the combat in The Witcher is easy. very forgiving. It's easy because I came off of Kingdom Come Deliverance. Of course, yeah. yeah. Which I loved, by the way. I'm uh, currently doing a run, which is... Uh, have you played it? No. Have no. you not? I've okay. watched Pia play it. Uh, okay. So I am doing a run where you have hardcore mode on this game as well. And you have eight negative perks you can take. And I took all of them. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? Because it's not like I hit myself. <laughs> it's, it's an awesome playthrough, though. It's so funny, and it's it, it 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 that game feels like it has so much weight, like so much natural yeah. weight behind it. You know? Yeah, it's so great to play. I it, love there's it. no arcadey elements to it at all. No, no, no. You're just like, oh, you fucked up. You're fucked. 
Fuck you. Are there any games you're looking forward to? <sighs> well, you Other know. than Cyberpunk. <laughs> Actually, no. Not that much, no. Not really, Me no. neither. I, I, I mean, I have Bannerlord already. All right. I bought it day one. <laughs> I love it actually. I mean, I I don't know if you played Mountain Blade ever. I have, yeah. You have, course, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's okay. It's like an upgrade. It's still buggy. It's still in development, but I think it's worth it. I actually have a lot of early access titles I'm behind on. Which I don't is know how risk. to feel about early access. Uh, I, I don't know how to feel about early access. I mean, I, uh, as, a, as a concept, of course, it's noble, but a lot of people have ripped it off. But I think, like, if you are a dev with a really small team and you want to put your game out there, that's fine. If you give constant updates, show that you're working on the game, that's awesome. I have a few games that I'm following behind, which are, like, real passion projects. One is, like, uh, I don't know if you've heard this, Project Zomboid. No, never heard of it. It's a hyper-realistic, like, uh, zombie survival simulator, pretty much. Are we not done with the zombie survival yeah, but, situation? But, but hear me out, Tim, okay? Hear me out. I will. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it would even be a great game without the zombies because it has like awesome things. Like you start day one, you actually have like power grid failures. You have uh, water, water uh, supply cut off, all that cool shit. You have cars that you have to work on. It's, it's so detailed. It's amazing. And how far along are they in development for this? too long <laughs> about like 10 years early access jesus christ <laughs> like eight years <laughs> there's there hasn't been many like i haven't uh kick-started many things i kick-started i kick-started a board game actually did you what was that crusader kings i have it in my apartment really yeah i'll well, check it out uh, later we'll check we it out make yeah. burgers after this thing but uh i crowdsourced a game called empyrean mm. which is a <sighs> How do I? It's like there's an. It's like No Man's Sky, right? So it it, it was developed a fail, by a failure. Hey man, <laughs> I'm not a fan of No Man's Sky. Right now it's okay. But though. right now it seems to be doing well. I can't get back into it because I, I mean just, I don't it, like the aesthetics. So as it launched though, fucking hell. Oh, at launch it was a disaster because there's yeah. lies. The lies. Oh, yeah, of course the lies. <laughs> Oh, you'll never be able to see another player because you're so far apart. And then on the first day, two players managed to find the same spot and there was nothing there. I mean, him, at least it just works. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but Empyreon is this great, like, sandbox, No Man's Sky-ish thing where you, you crash land on a planet, you have to repair your ship, build a base, and it was being developed by one guy. Mm. And even before No Man's Sky came out, it looked very crude. Mm -hmm. Graphics were shit. Style was nice. It was comfy. It was cozy, you know? Mm -hmm. But he still had all his systems working <laughs> to what No Man's Sky is doing now. No, at the moment, No Man's Sky lets you build bases mm -hmm. and um, do a bunch of shit that you couldn't do when, when the game first launched. This one man managed to do all of this by himself. <laughs> so I crowdsourced the game and then he got a lot of money. I and then he fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> like the one game I support in early access is Factorio. Of course, Factorio. Factorio yeah. is fucking amazing. It's amazing. I have but yet to launch a spaceship, by the way, because I'm busy killing uh, all the aliens. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's the, the whole killing of the, they're not aggressive enough. Uh, I mean, they come attack every now and then, but you, just get turrets. If with, you put the game on Death World, I've done that. Mm. But when you get precision bullets in your turrets, it's like. Pfft. I mean, I have artillery. So. Well, look at you. I don't. I don't even need artillery. 
I have a conveyor system that just delivers precision you, bullets out to my You don't turrets. know that you need artillery, my friend. <laughs> well, maybe I haven't gotten that far yet. Because the alien colonies, they expand, don't they? Yeah. 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 Another game like that that I played was um, They Are Billions. Oh, I heard of that one, yeah. I haven't played it myself. Um, but it's a bit of a... I don't know. Uh, what can you do, huh? What can you do? But I mean, if I have to speak of like my favorite games still... See, Crusader Kings 2 still is like... Of all time? I have over 3,000 hours in that game, my friend. That's all? I have 12,000 hours in Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, that's the one that's logged in. All right, yeah, yeah. Like I, I pirated that game beforehand because I was... How, a, d- how dare you? You, was, wouldn't, you wouldn't steal a car. I would. <laughs> <laughs> if I could. If I knew how to. Come on, man. You got a fucking like a Mercedes Gullwing outside. Keys. Is that the car that you want? Yes, Gullwing? like keys in the ignition. Uh, doors open. You wouldn't steal it? Fuck all, I would. No, because I'm a good person. I wouldn't oh. steal someone else's property. I'm not a piece of shit. <laughs> I am. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. Tauri uh, Einberg is a piece of shit. I guess I am, because I would steal that car. I, How I, would, I, I would bring it back afterwards, but I would drive it. Because Why would you do that? <sighs> Just ask him, can I drive your car? I'm not a very social person. If I, even if, I, if, I like, if I'm at a store and I have to ask where some, something is located and I can't find it, I'll go to another store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm that guy because I just don't speak I Estonian. I think I'm like autistic or something. Maybe. We're all on the spectrum, my friend. Well, yeah. We're all on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So we were on video games, were we? Ah, Crusader Kings. Yeah, I've never really played Crusader Kings. I've played it so much and I love it. Because it's the best game to play in multiplayer. It is. You have the best shenanigans happening in multiplayer. What if I don't want shenanigans? <sighs> well, then... Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's things that there are many support programs for unhandicapped people. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. You can Minecraft to be good for handicapped people. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Just build a blob of dirt. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's my one and only achievement in life so far, and probably in the future as well. <laughs> uh, did you ever play Terraria? No. No, but I have it, but I haven't played it yet. It's such a I wouldn't say underrated because a lot of people play the game, but it's a great game, I, especially with <clears throat> mods, as I know. The, oh man, the mods! Like there's a there's a few mods that I play with. I play with my friend Timo. We play Calamity mod, Thorium mod, and a bunch of like different systematic mods. Mm-hmm. And it is it never gets old. It's like a game where it's, it's game gotten o- it's gotten old to him now. He doesn't want to play it anymore. But keeps on giving. But I I could start another game tomorrow, to, like today, and it would just be fresh, fresh yeah. and new. Minecraft was like that for the first few years, but I could not play Minecraft. Do you now. know what? I still have the same thing with Crusader Kings. Start fresh. Yes, I just pick a different character. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, the shenanigans. You have to try them at one point. I can maybe I have uh, define le- shenanigans. Though. Okay, I have at least four friends who play with me. So we have a multiplayer server of five. You can be number six if you want to at one point. We're on Discord. Do I have to blow anyone? No, not really. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're playing and... Okay. So I have this friend who is playing like as a duke in southern Italy. And he's fine. Like, oh my God, I got married to the king of... The queen of Italy. I'm going to inherit this. This is going to be awesome. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you as I am arranging as I am arranging the plot to murder her. <laughs> oh my goodness, that kind of shenanigans, <laughs> yes. backstabbing and, and yeah, 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 and and politics. Then, and then uh, and then he's like, yes, I'm going to inherit the kingdom. And then 
up comes the text message like, so you have bribed uh, her coach driver and she and he is now sending her off a cliff with the coach. And the only option you have in the message is shame about such a nice carriage. <laughs> you can do all this shit. Yes. Fuck, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my friends say, oh my God, who murdered my wife? And I'm like, oh my God, your wife got murdered? I'm so <laughs> sorry for you, my friend. And there's no way for him to figure out that it was, that it was If you. you have a high enough intrigue score, he will never find out. He's like, died under suspicious circumstances. And he will never know. Fuck, because I, uh, I used to be part of this German language image board called Crowchan years ago. And they would always have these CK2 threads where they would play. But I just like, ignored it's got so much content in that sense. It's awesome. Hmm. Interesting. We might have to wrap this up because we're going to be three hours in. Naive. <laughs> and who's going to listen to this shit for three hours? Uh, well. I guess we'll find out. Me, probably. <laughs> so anyway, we'll we'll end on... Are oh, you already... I was going to ask you what your favorite video game... was fucking CK2, right? Uh, no. No? No. My favorite video game? Of all time now, we're talking. Bioshock. First Bioshock. Mm -hmm. Remember seeing those water effects for the first time. I had a fucking boner. When, I, when, I, when, you, when you wade through the water, right? And you mm -hmm. go through the, the tower mm -hmm. and you go down. You go through the whole sweat of your brow, shit speech. Do and you then want, you, yeah, yeah. Do you, you get want, out. Yeah, that's the best intro ever. And then you see the water effects. Mm. They took my breath away because I'm, I'm i'm a big water guy in video yeah. games water is i will spend if if you if you make a game and the water will ripple mm -hmm. when you walk through it mm -hmm. i will just go back and forth and look at the ripples so you're like a subnautica kind of a guy uh, subnautica has all right water okay M modern games are actually okay. not doing good for water okay. but, but okay. bioshock had just these bespoke yeah, systems there was no yeah. dynamic but it was just beautiful artistically beautiful yeah, it was the way the water would flow over the Art Deco designs. I and love stuff the was architecture in that game. Incredible. I I wish I could. I, I wish that city would exist. It truly would. <sighs> as as it was in the game, right? I Bunch would, of crazy I would, fuckers going I around the place. I would even risk the chance of death to see that architecture. <laughs> I'm committed. You have to. <laughs> I would. There's one part in that game that I will never forgive the developers for. Uh, the ending. The no. escort. No, it was a jump scare. Ah, the when you pick up the tonic and you turn around. Yep, <laughs> that I might have actually shit myself. <laughs> I saw that I you turn around and there's just a guy. Yeah, I was like, I shot off all forty rounds of my Thompson. Fucking terrifying! That's how jump scares should be done by yeah, the way. None of this bursting out of a wall thing. Yeah, yeah. just calm, calm, no sound. Oh look, an item. I'm gonna pick it up and then you turn around. It's just a guy. Although my favorite part of that game is probably still the. The assassin has overcome my final defense, and now he's come to murder me. Yeah. In the end, what separates a man from a slave? Fucking Ayn Rand 101, right? Yeah. You think you have memories. A farm, a family, an airplane, a crash. And then this place. Was there really a family? Did that airplane crash, or was it hijacked? Forced down, forced down by something less than a man, something bred to sleepwalk through life until they are activated by a simple phrase spoken forward by their kindly master. Was a man sent to kill or a slave? A man chooses. A slave obeys. Yeah, we're ending very philosophical here, man. Come in. <laughs> oh, yeah, let it be. That's why I, this is why, that's why I love Ken Levine from, Ken Levine was the director for that game. yeah. yeah. And um, 
They're working on something now. Is he associated though? I think he said that after Infinite, this is I'm done. Bioshock is done for him. But he he formed a new studio, and they're making a new game. It's not it's not Bioshock. Yeah. But they're working on something. Because 2K is working on a new Bioshock. They're too. working on a new, but it's Ken Levine has nothing to do with it. And then and I won't play it. <laughs> I think Ken Levine. And this is actually inside information that I have oh. from a friend of mine who has worked under Ken Levine. They're working on a spiritual successor to System Shock 2. Oh. So they're working on a space, mm-hmm. like a dark space thing. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with Bioshock. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. There's your scoop if you're still listening. <laughs> so that's Pass it. off to you. We got to wrap it up because we have burgers to make, my friend. Uh, yeah. So thanks for coming. Thanks for inviting me, my friend. Anytime, Jesus Christ. We'll do this again in a year where I have to I hope shave my head and beard. Do you know what? I hope we'll do it before that. We so will. So but I'm emphasis on the shaving the head and the beard. I'm oh committed, yeah, of man. Course. Of course. Because I only deserve it. I will hold you up to that, by the way. God, I might be in the front page of Posty Mace. That's the dream. Could you imagine? I could. Because what I'll end with is the one thing that many people want to know about me mm. other than what I do for a living mm. which is private <laughs> is what do I look like without a beard mm. there are photos out there Ooh. there are photos out there that will never be seen <laughs> by the public unless Caleb and James leak them to the <laughs> press but maybe this time next year you'll see me without a beard and if you do shame on me because that means I haven't learned the Estonian language so whoever's still listening, three hours and 20 minutes in, this is the longest <laughs> podcast I've ever done, by the way. <laughs> I'm proud of that. I'm telling you, it might be the longest, longest podcast I'll ever do. But yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for inviting me, man, as always. And uh, when this crisis is over, please come back to doing shows, because I always missed you when you weren't there. Oh, I will. I will, my man. Good. You're one of the, you're one of the kindest, nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I wish you all the best. Thank you, Tim. Likewise. Thank you, everyone. Good night and God bless. Not, well, God doesn't exist, so. (laughs) (laughs) Good night and may the spirits be with you.